Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Season 2 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. Okay, is Maxine live? Maxine, pick up your microphone. Okay, blue and purple, that's what we're doing right now. Blue and purple. I'm going to pick blue because I wish Texas was a blue state, but it's red. Mm, For now. Everything's for now, honey. If for just for end times. Mm. And then for you, we're doing a purple microphone because you're a homosexual. And purple is also, you know, in the 1500s, was in England, was the royal color of mourning. Oh, and we are always crying. And we're always crying, and we're always in mourning, mainly yeah. for Nicolette Sheridan. Okay, Nicolette Sheridan mainly, but like also Max. Like I'm just gonna like Hillary Duff this shit and come clean right now. <laughs> like I picked a fight with a service worker tonight. You picked one hell of a fight. And I've been on side of. That's the thing is that like whenever someone like comes to me from the service worker side, I'm like, bitch, you don't know. No. I would have sat there and fucking sorted sweet and lows with you till <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I would have sat there and fucking carried growlers in from rare breweries. <laughs> I would have done whatever you needed, but you had to cross me. And she was like, well. So basically what happened is Wagon Stuff has is having a jaw surgery and now it's an I guess it's an annual jaw surgery. Happy <laughs> annual once a, year, once a year you'll be staying at the Ace Hotel. Yeah, but no, well next year he is well next month he has to go and get his plate taken out and he's looking at me, he's like, Why he look was all looking at me all beady eyed and like mean. I'm sorry. You think I wanna do that like the, yeah, this, this is how I get purpose, my kick spending thousands of dollars to hurt your face. Come on, man. His ears are straight up. Uh-huh. Mm. mm So, we are at the Culver Hotel, um, owned by Charlie Chaplin, who, which I don't think I've told either of you. That Charlie Chaplin owned this? No. So underage sex is incorrect. When I went and met my spirit guides via the spirits recently, a woman, she cost a lot of money, Carolyn... I'm not going to say anymore. Her name is Carolyn. You call her ass up. She gives you, okay, low price, 75. It's a sliding scale, which to me means, like, be honest. If you have 125, that will clear in your account your 125. <laughs> you know? So I sliding scaled my way ass into her her crib. And she was like, give me my list of spirit guides. And she was like, Oh, oh, Charlie's here. And I was like, 
Uncle Charlie? Because like I know my <laughs> my grandpa had a brother named Charlie, or my grandma had a brother named Charlie. I was like, Uncle Charlie? She said, No, 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 Charlie Chaplin. Or where else would She's he like, be? She's like, He's here right now. She's like, He wants to say he believes in you. And like, and I called all my other friends that did this, and I was like, Did like the Coachella of like random ass historical celebrities show up in your chart? And she was like, No. <laughs> For me, they were all my 12 older older brothers and sisters in a past life. And I was like, okay, so for me, it was like coachy, but like all celebs that like I respect. And I don't know if like this one Googled my ass, but like even then, like there were certain people she picked where I was like, I'm not really that big of a fan of them. Who, like Faye Dunaway? Was she one? Red Skeleton. What the hell was he doing there? Red Skeleton loves. Were you me. hosting a variety hour with Red Skeleton? I guess I in my in my other life, <laughs> in my in the life that watches over all my lives. You were Red Skeleton's holding court, but like also holding court, Chaplin. So here we are at my hotel. As far as I'm concerned. Literally. Yeah, no, because I'm like, oh, like, dad would not appreciate this, Elena. <laughs> like, I think you need Elena. to back up the party at 30 that's taking over my podcast room. So we were told that we could not just stay here. And, and this was not comped in any capacity. Like, in the past, there have been rooms where it's like, I'm at the Reach Bev Wilsh. Like, fun weekend. Like, hashtag Reach Bev Wilsh. Like, no, 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 no out of pocket this entire weekend. And then um, I call in advance and I say, there's one thing that I, I need to do before I leave your place, which is record a podcast. Is there a room that I can do that's quiet? And she goes, there's no problem. She goes, you have the second floor. That's your floor. And so I was like, oh, great. She's like, yeah, there's a bunch of rooms back there. Just like go back into any room. Those are your rooms. So we picked, I would say, the most, one of the more modest rooms. Honey, there were diamond encrusted pillows in this room. Okay. So it, maybe um, it was a little more opulent than okay, that. Okay, you're saying diamond. Okay, so there was a um, TJ Maxx pillow with sequins. Shirley so- Bassey wrote Diamonds Are Forever in this room. I mean, like, Christ. <laughs> like, it was just fine. And I'm like, all here for it. I'm like, baby, I'm in Culver City. What do you think I expect? Like, literally, I expect nothing of Culver City. Like, maybe an affordable vehicle, that's it. Maybe some old munchkin dick pics. A munchkin dick pics. Okay, so where we stayed, I was like, this hotel's good luck, right? Because all the hotels are, are, na- are off the, all the drinks on the hotel menu are named after, like, um, you were drinking the... Over the Golden Rainbow. Lemon Yellow Brick Road. Yes. And right now we're drinking Ruby Slippers. Yeah, it's all about the Wizard of Oz. Oh, we're like, it's like the Wizard of Oz is from here. And the woman was like, no, the Munchkins stayed here. (laughs) She did. She was like, the Munchkins stayed here. They bred here. They broke bread. So my Munchkin, which, like, by the way, like, I have no positive information about what happened in the munchkins during that filming of that movie it wasn't pleasant for them or for judy garland no like everything i've heard about what happened in the munchkins during the filming of the movie nightmare and not not a fan of that but also wags seems to be doing good look at him he's cute he's beautiful but anyway this woman like dead eyes me and she's like why are you here and i'm like do you want to know why i'm here and i took out my glass and i said um, I don't know who's staying in that room over there that you're pointing to. I said, but I actually paid to stay here. 
And I said, if this is just some like dinner party or something, I understand. But I booked this room under the understanding that I would have a room on the second floor in which I could record my podcast because my dog is recovering from a surgery. Remember then she looked at you and she goes, well, any reservation would have come through me. I'm the manager. Yeah. And I said, well, you know what I said? The best. She goes, so who did you make your reservation with? And I said, I made my reservation two weeks ago. I said, I'm sure if I asked you a name of someone you met two weeks ago, you wouldn't remember that. You can go down to the computer and you can go look at who made my reservation. Now, the woman at the reservation desk hates the girl on floor number two. I don't want anyone to lose their job, but what I will tell you is that my mother worked in catering for a very long time. You win no one with arrogance. Mm -mm. Okay. At, in a position of being a caterer, you're not allowed to be arrogant. Or Catherine Heigl. You are allowed to have your foot down. You are allowed to say, this is my space. You're allowed to say, hmm, let me guess. There's only a 30-person dinner in this other room. That's not big money for this hotel. Oh. A 30-person dinner in the other room? Yeah, that might make sense that they would say that there could be another room available on the second floor. Let me go find out what this girl might mean about that. But I don't need to ever be fucking cold clocked by some random ass bitch saying to me when I just paid $3,000 for a chihuahua jaw to get fixed. <laughs> and when I really wanted this Marnie sweatshirt I had seen. But we talked, you, I I talked you out of it. really wanted, what I really wanted was to just mortgage it up every <laughs> month. I don't care about anything but my goddamn mortgage. End times. End times. Well, I mean, I'm not going to max. I know we believe in end times. We believe melancholia could happen literally tomorrow. But uh, and it doesn't mean that like right. I'm just not gonna like try. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I wanna see I wanna try to see girls night at ten thirty tonight. <laughs> How nice is it that Regina Hall is finally getting her mo very overdue moment? I'm happy for all of them except for um I love Regina Hall. What's her face that I thought was um my girl from another thing? Who? The one who said that Bill Ch Cosby can get that juice. Oh, Tiffany. Um, Hadid. Okay, so uh, Tiffany Hadish. I thought it was Tiffany Darwish, um, a.k.a. I think we're alone nah. now. Oh. So we... like in everything, and I was like, why is Tiffany Darwish getting so much press? And then I was like, no, it's Tiffany Hadish. I feel like we should probably start a prayer chain tonight. And she should be the first person we pray for. You know what I'm going to do, actually? No, that's something. To, honey. <laughs> honey. I saw him way further up in my list than <laughs> Tiffany Hardish. And Tiffany Darwish and Tiffany Hardish. Like, my prayer chain starts with the woman upstairs that felt that she needed to give me a dirty look <laughs> on the day of my ch chihuahua's jaw surgery. That's hateful. Okay. Like, I'm not perfect. Like, literally never claim to be. Like, what I would <laughs> never do is, like, hurt someone's chihuahua the day they had dogs. dogs oh, not when you're vulnerable. Like, your jaw doesn't work. Like, this is such an important part of your body. You need it. You use it every day. I, like, obviously. Clearly. Like, I mean, I bet I could talk if they met, if they, like, meddled it shut. I could still probably talk. But, like, I don't want to try that. I feel like you would have Betty Davis eyes and would just talk with your eyes. Thank you. Yeah, because you're very expressive. Okay. So, Maxine. For the reason for the season. Okay. We were going to do um, Max Wyeth, everyone is my guest. You probably already saw it in the title of this podcast. <laughs> you also already probably seen it in your damn heart. 
But Max Wyeth is my guest today. You guys may know him as Fat Gay. You also may know him as a man that I went to Nowlands with. You may know him as a man that I went to the Emmys? Golden Globes. Golden Globes with. (laughs) Where I walked up to Malza's telling winners, like, your Grammy is congratulations. No, 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 no. Literally, Max (laughs) said to me, he goes, like, go tell that guy he deserves threesome. I'm like, who's that? He's like, Ridley Scott. I'm like, why is it Ridley Scott? I was like, hey, man. You, your wife, you should have a threesome tonight. And I walked away. Like, <laughs> literally bad advice. Like, bad friend. Like, yeah. literally, but no, you were a good this friend. This could be the sequel to Bad Moms. Bad Wait, Moms, can, can we just, just like... Have you watched the trailer for Bad, bad Moms drunks. Christmas? No. Okay. Okay, so, but I did watch Bad Moms on um a stolen internet. Per, you can only watch that movie on a plane or stolen internet. That's the only acceptable way. Yeah. And, it's, and I watched Mother's Day prayer recommendation. Oh, I wept in Mother's Day. Okay, idiot. No, <laughs> listen. How can you not? Kate Hudson plays. Or no, Sarah Chalk. Second Becky plays a lesbian. How I can love you not Simon weep? Becky as a lesbian. I love that Second Becky is going to be. But then a- that's like a, just a further rip off of like <laughs> First Darlene. Wait, oh, God. Yeah, she's like, oh, hey, First Darlene. <laughs> or only, no, not First Darlene, Only Darlene. That's what I mean. Only Darlene. That's Wait, what I'm saying. Can, real quick about Bad Moms Christmas. You know the moms are playing, all the girls' moms, Christine Baranski, playing a rich bitch, which she's never done. Love. Shocking. Susan Sarandon playing a trucker, like a truck driving mom. Again, Enjoy never Sarandon. done. And then Cheryl Hines. Oh, mom. mom. My actual mom. Every mom. Yeah. Yeah. And she plays Kirsten Bell's mom or Kristen Bell. It's just Kristen Bell, not Kirsten. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right? And so who's Sarandon playing the mom? Oh, Catherine Hahn, who I love. Oh, I love Catherine. Yeah, Hahn. she's so funny. And she's so you funny watch in those I movies. I love Dick. No, is it good? Um, honey, Catherine Hahn's character on I Love Dick is like uh, on the next planet. I'm so like, glad. She's really getting kind of her due with that. And then she's on Transparent. I think she got. Yeah, but like I need her. I needed Catherine Hahn to be getting like nominated for I Love Dick. She did. She got an. Well, not for I Love Dick, but I think she got an Emmy nomination. No, I needed, for, I needed her for I Love Dick. Is Kevin Bacon good on that show? Kevin, they're all good on that show. Like, Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Said, I should say, is the husband of Kira Sedgwick good on that show? The husband, is Kira Sedgwick's husband? Yeah. Is he okay? <laughs> I hope so. Like, honestly. Star like, Apollo, man. Like, no. Oh, second person on our prayer chain tonight. You're the fucking closer, dude. You're Al- the fucking opener. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue is the second person on our prayer chain tonight. Oh, why? I, where is she? Um... She could be Elena. Honey, That's probably Elizabeth Shue. Where am I? I'm trying to get someone fired from their job in Culver City. You're trying okay? to get Elizabeth Shue fired. That's her. You need to like That's help me her. out with my life, okay? What? Like, we can't you like all these nights the things have gone wrong for me. I look back and Max is crying in his bed about Elizabeth Shue, and I'm here <laughs> crying in his bed. Wait, weeping, <laughs> weeping for Elizabeth your, Shue, weeping on your pillow. Okay, so you guys. We were going to do a movie called French Silk, French Silk, based on, um, it's like a sexy lingerie murder. like Starring. Susan Lucci. Set in. Nala. I mean, that would have been flawless. I know, but like. One little, can I also say one, you know Susan Lucci is the only daytime TV star to ever host SNL? That makes sense. Yeah, because she was the biggest, maybe Kelly Ripa. 
Oh. But she's never been asked. Yeah, no, I don't think Ripa could, like, carry. No. Like, I feel like also, like, people would be like, yeah, get it, girl. I'll watch you every day of the week. Like, I'm trying to, like, this is the one day of the week that I'm actually... <laughs> I need time away I'm from you. I'm actually paying attention to my husband. Like, I don't need anything I don't need you in the morning. Ripa. Like, no, like, no, Ripa. No, no, no. Like, also, like, I feel like Ripa has a relationship with single women that, like, does not exist with, like, other women. Well, I feel like she actually kind of, yeah, she really speaks to them, even despite she has that hot husband. Kevin Bacon? No, honey, Mark Consuelos is married to Kelly Ripa. Oh, I think we're talking about Kevin Bacon still. Yeah, she doesn't care about him. No, but she cares about his body. Probably. Do you think, I think that they have a loveless marriage. Wait, why am I saying this? What? Okay. What did Kelly Ripa do to you? Nothing. Do you know like, she's been nothing but nice to me? I've met her several times and she's been nothing but kind. We once held hands at a taping of Watch What Happens Live. Mainly because I told her that the last Julia Roberts had just been on the show the week before when she was promoting the hit that no film no one saw Duplicity. Mm. And I said, Kelly Ripa, I'm really nervous because Julia Roberts was really mean to you and I don't understand why. And she took my hand and she goes, neither did I. Why was she mean to her? I don't know. I feel like all the Roberts have just a lot of... Feistiness. A lot of feistiness. You have all your Emma experience. I mean, I am petrified of Emma Roberts. Well, I mean, that's a, the good thing is that you're not like, I hate her. You're like, I I'm literally, petr- like, I'm, I'm she causes fear in me. Like, I she's, feel shivered on my spine. Yeah. She's... And Eric Roberts is no walk in the park. So French Silk was about oh, to yeah. <laughs> uh, expire on the Lifetime app. And then I was someone in the Facebook group, Eight Inches Uncut, The Unauthorized <laughs> Mother Maisley with Podcast Story. Please look us up. Number eight is the starter. Not don't you know to spell it eight, just eight inches uncut. Um, you will find us on there. I said, we're not going to have time to do French soap because I was traveling, you were traveling, and I just was like, I'm not going to ask my guests to do a, vi- a movie that doesn't exist. So I was no. like, can someone else please offer me up some Southern goodness? And did they deliver like dominoes? Um, yes. This was one of the better movies I've watched since I've started I couldn't look away. Podcast. It was literally like, I only watched this movie twice beforehand, but I know that realistically i'll watch it way more it's based on a true story of a woman that murdered her husband a rich yeah. woman rich woman a rich m- former woman. miss columbia yeah successful a dentist successful. orthodontist apologies yeah, successful and she left it and how did she murder her husband via her vehicle <laughs> she repeatedly ran him over ran him over three or four times with and here there's the kicker with his stepdaughter no, I'm sorry. With her stepdaughter, his daughter, in the front seat. Yeah, yeah, Amy. <laughs> Clara Harris was sentenced to 20 years in prison today, and the phone lines are going crazy. Hello there, Cicero, Indiana. Uh, you are live on the air. Clara Harris did what every scorned woman in America has wanted to do. That woman does not deserve prison. She deserves a medal. Oh, come on. She ran over her husband not once, but three times. She deserved it. Clara Harris needs to fry. I want you to free Clara Harris. He could have drove her to it. This woman just had no sense of self-worth. David Harris was no innocent victim. This is what I love. The man is always strong. I mean, in our society, a woman can plow over her husband. This is exactly the kind of thing that happens when you're take care of those babies. We got a death penalty in Texas. Why don't they use it? should do one day. You deserve to get hit. You must have... A father of three children. Oh, my God! Stop! 
Okay, so we just heard like a woman like literally like hit her husband and like I love they use the same device they use. This is such a good device in Lifetime movies where they use like the radio call-in moment of the uh. 90s where they're just like, hey, my name's John from fucking Friedmont. I have an opinion. Oh, hey, it's me. Carl from Rosemead. Hey, shout out to all you Jim Rome fans out there. You know Carl's from Rosemead. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just call and you're just like, hey, I'm blank from blank. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, man. Oh, but like Susan from fucking Riviera Village threw it down or whatever the fuck it is. Everyone is throwing it down. Have you ever called the radio? Oh, do you know the only time I've ever called the radio? Um, and I talked to President Bill Clinton. Selena died. Uh, wait, what happened? <laughs> I literally, my mother and I were driving. I think I was maybe four or five. It was right after he had first gotten elected. You're such a child. And you're so tiny. And yeah, and we called, and I got through, and we asked. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I was very focused on Chelsea because I've always identified with Chelsea. You're like just cats. I have cats. I, I think I. <laughs> I think I asked how much allowance she got. I think I asked if she was dating, and Bill Clinton was like, "Well, son, she, you're a little too young for her." And I think I said, "No, I don't want her." I was, I was admitting, oh, yeah, I was admitting, like, I'm early, gay. I'm gay, Bill. Although I probably would have sex with Jennifer Flowers too, right? Just a smidge, because I love a nice blonde, rich Texan, right? Who doesn't like our heroine, Clara Harris? Harris is heaven. Can we? So, the, first of all, I love the last name Harris because here's another little bit of fun facts. Has anyone, Malls, have you seen a little film called Mrs. Harris with Annette Benning where she plays the woman in 1980? She was the head of a private school. No, I have free time. <laughs> she was the head of a public or of a, like a very private elite girl school, and she was dating the man who created the Scarsdale diet, and he cheated on her, so she shot him Scarsdale, about 18 times. Scars or Scarsdale or. What's the one where you only eat a lot of meat? Oh, Atkins. No, I'm wrong. It starts with an S, and I'm butchering it. But he was creating like this diet, and she killed him. And the best part, this poster of this film, Mrs. Harris, was she loved him, so she shot him, which yeah. I think just sums everything up perfectly. Which, like, by the way, like makes me feel so glad we have sweet, sweet Celia Ward as our narrator uh, throughout this entire film. And like, really, by the is way, our heroine. Like, you know, like I look at Celia Ward, and I just think like of my mom because my mom loved Celia Ward. But, like, what I really am not thinking about is how deep her role is in this movie and, like, how important this part is. It's so fantastic. And this so, is after her work. You Did you watch Once and Again, co-starring Evan Rachel Wood? Well, no, I didn't. But, like, I know about it through my mom's feelings. Oh, because she was this, And I'm assuming she watched Sisters. Oh, well, no. I watched Sisters because my mom would be at work and, like... Then, like, she'd come home, she'd smell like Marlboro Lights and leather. Like Swoozy Kurtz probably smells like. And I would, like, my mom would hug me, and she'd be all cold because it's Massachusetts, and she'd be, like, all cold and hug me and in my sleep, and I'd be like, mm, that's a good smell, leather and cigarettes. And then I grew up, and I was like, mm. Tasty. Still a good smell. She is really our Cassandra of Troy. She really takes us through Seal Award, through the journey <laughs> Of Cassandra. she is our Cassandra of Troy and the perils of marriage and faith. What I loved was this was really an expose on, um, like really small town religious, um, uh, like 
uh, like tanner I can't say the word. You know, tension. I, like yes, uh, religious tension, but also like religious. How everyone in the film is very ultra religious, but then also you know just stifling, sinning left very like, stifling. Um, yeah, it was not right. No, God, it no. was not right. You killed my no, daddy. No, he's okay. Come on, just come on, tell her, baby, you tell her. Huh? Oh, just breathe, David. The biggest mistake America can make is to laugh at Clara Harris. Should Clara have run over her husband because he cheated? Of course not. Do I understand why she wanted to? You bet your ass I do. Could have paused that a minute ago. I just need to get some of the jams in. You also, had to dance. But like while you were like, you know, doing a little bit of like explaining. So we find out that this woman, Sela, this woman we just heard, belongs to Sela Ward, and um, Cassandra of Troy. One thing I will say is that Clara like has hit. They're like, she hit him three times on the radio. I'm like, no, dude. I heard at least eight hits, <laughs> which is either like really bad editing or very bad counting on the part of everyone who <laughs> involved like, in the production. Yeah, because I'm like, well, does it only count as one hit if you back up? Over yes, the body? I think it does. Oh, it does. Yeah, so it's like if you you hit him at first and then back up. That's just that's it's all part of the full one frontal hitting. Yeah, it's part of the whole experience. So yeah. Okay, so we see a little card that says six months earlier, and then we hear Clara, the voice of Clara Harris's biggest supporter, Seal Award. Played by Seal Award. Uh, we see it's a place called Blue Moon Investigation. Business is booming. Hmm. Must be a full moon. Must be. How could anybody cheat on a pretty little thing like that? Cute. It's got nothing to do with it, Jesse. Sometimes the cuter they are, the more they get cheated on. That's why we're here. You and me and Blue Moon. We're here to give them back their power. Say yeah, yeah. Yeah. Howard to nail the line. Two-time and good for nothing. Sons of... Come on in. Also have you know, in this scene, she's in an office, and it is brightly colored in floral tones. Yeah, it is. Like It looks very much like a teenage girl's bedroom. From like, Blossom. Yeah, like if they were, like if Urban Outfitters had had their, or no, not Urban, even Bed Bath & Beyond had it exist and had it shit together, like back when these people were going to college, they would have murdered that game. Maybe like Crabtree and Evelyn, too. Oh, yeah. Right? People love Crabtree and Evelyn. They do. Mainly Brooke Shields, but... So basically, we learn that the agency has been set up so that women or people who have been scorned can find out the truth about their men slash women. It's dedicated to specifically helping out women who have been cheated on by their husbands. So this woman in the office, she's gorgeous and elegant. I, at first, for some reason, this is Clara because she has her hair pulled back and she has like her glasses and she has like the broader nose. So at first, I thought that was Clara. Um, 
And she says, Sila uh, Ward chomps on a cup of ice. <laughs> she just had them? a baby. She's like literally chomping ice. And she goes, the woman goes, I think my husband is cheating on me. And she goes, of course he is, honey. Sit over here. He's cheating, honey. I'm going to help you find out for sure. Now go <laughs> ahead and I'm going to give you the straight poop on men. I'm going to give you the straight poop on men. That they are in Texas. It's like, you know how the cows poop. That's how... They feel it's their biological duty to procreate, spread that seed. There's no loyalty, only self-indulgence. And then she gives her some of her mother's cookies. And she says, now let me ask you a question. And the woman's like, oh, the assistant, Jesse James, is like, it's okay. Bobby always has that question. <laughs> and then Seal says, do you really want to know the truth? Because I'm going to find out the truth. And it ain't going to be sugar-coated. And the woman's like, I want to know. And so words like, good. Also, the woman you should know is wearing a long pleather coat with red lipstick and what can only be described as a polyester blend blouse. And she goes with the name only Joan. So they create her folder file. Just which Joan. Is um, a graphic image. Yeah. It's a little graphic image up on the screen that's like a, I don't know, like it's a picture of a manila folder. It's never been done. And then there's a picture of someone named Joan, and they write in Joan. And it's like, damn, like, <laughs> Lifetime, like. They spared no expense with that scene. They were like, listen, only get the best. I don't know. Like, I want to say it's almost satire, but I'm like, it's not satire. Like, this literally, if they could have sold this to a bigger studio, they would. This is just the one that bought it. You would have thought with all that once in a lifetime, no, not once in a lifetime, Um, once and again, m- good faith that she Seal Award had for ABC, maybe they would have put it on as a movie of the week. Exactly. That's right? probably exactly what she was hoping she for. She was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get myself a nice little check. I'm going to have a movie of the week, maybe a nice little Emmy nomination. A little like, yeah. A taste. Miniseries, guest starring, TV. Okay. I would love, you know, this is just a side note. I what? would love to star in a miniseries and get the and credit. I've always oh, wanted the. And Max Vile. As like as. third steward. Okay, yeah. I would love that for you, actually. I'll pray. That, <laughs> that I'll pray for. <laughs> Will you please? Could that be your number three you on your what? prayer chain? Besides that fucking bitch that was mean to me <laughs> with the crazy ass eyebrows, like, sorry, fucking Mavita Loca downstairs, like, <laughs> with her fucking mean ass eyebrows. Fucking staring at me all mean ass as like shit. I was like, girl, you look like Whisper. Like literally, she looked like Whisper from um, my vida loca. Oh, she's mean to me. I know. Never again. I should have said to her. I should have whispered to her. You should have whispered like the ghost whisperer. And I should have said, do you know why they call me that? Because of the sound of my voice. (laughs) Okay, so. Then they make a new folder. Okay, they see these two male customers. They're cowboy types. Now, this is important. I would play the audio, but I kind of just want to skip past it so Max and I can go see Atomic Blonde slash Girls Night (laughs) slash, like, fuck everyone else. So there's these two, like, hick-ass cowboy guys, and they're like, Hi, my wife's cheating on me. I just got her some tits, and she just left me. The other guy's like, Yeah, my wife's sleeping with her. And the guy's like, yeah, let's go find out about those girls. Hey, Max, don't. Um, Max is Max sorry. Is I had to get a videos. I had to get a video of Wags. So, these two guys come in. They are very important to the story. But them coming in is very, very, very important. But can we also say you say cowboy types, but they miscast. They got the two almost like anti cowboy guys to play 
They're supposed to be country and rich. Oh, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, actual cowboy. I mean, like, generous cowboy. Okay, not, like, hot stripper cowboy. No, like, I mean, like, okay, like, literally you touch cows. Yeah, or fuck cows. You're a boy who touches cows. Probably fucks That's cows. it. I don't mean, like, you do anything else more than just touch cows. So... The woman's like, is it C I is it Kane with a C or a K? And the guy's like, C A I N E. So then all of a sudden we see her making a new folder for Danny K A N E. They spelled his last name wrong. Unfortunate. Probably important, right? Well. You think at first, could this be editing? Nope. Not in this lifetime movie. No, I think they spent all the budget on Seal Awards shirts all of her bedazzled t-shirts yeah she had like some fun funk she was like at that store called wild woman <laughs> she had like an unlimited gift card to wild woman so we see a doctor interviewing a new assistant it's um it's mr um what's his face brett cullen who's been in quite a bit now i can't place where i've seen him before but what's the last name? What's Clara's last name? Davis? Harris. Harris. Okay. Dr. So, Harris. Dr. Harris is interviewing someone new. She's like, oh, I'm a single mom. I hadn't been working for 10 years, but also I've never seen a computer, but also my But my kids have, have it. But can I have Tuesdays off for soccer practice? And like, she's basically like <laughs> crawl, crying throughout this entire thing. And like, I will say like, as a person with a single mom, like I felt for this struggle deeply, but also yeah. it was just like. If Shana was like on the verge of tears, like dropping filofaxes left and right, like I don't know if she would have gone in for the interview. No. She was put together enough to actually get through the interview. Yes, this woman's like crying, and basically the guy's like, I can't give you the job, but if you can answer phones, you can do that. So then we see Dr. Clara, the mom, who is the blonde titty bimbo in the first scene. She is seeing someone She's at her put project. Together. She is has a severe hairstyle, but a professional hairstyle. She has a little um she has a little French knot in the back. Maybe a nice Ann Taylor business suit on. Absolutely. And uh, someone at the practice that she's seeing is the Rodriguez child. And the Rodriguez child cannot afford his surgery, but she's like, you know what? Oh my god, he had a, didn't he have jaw issues like Wags had jaw issues? He had something wrong with his jaw. And, no, I would I would never compare the two. <laughs> uh, but he had really bad jaw issues and she was like basically what we need to do to like get him out of his pain will be thousands and thousands of dollars. But wink wink nudge nudge, this is a really wink wink nudge nudge new surgery, surgery wink wink. So she cares. She cares. She's about like, well, like we couldn't possibly charge you. So let's like we get the idea right away. Like, oh, she's just giving out her free dental expertise. So then um, the single mom gets the gig. We cut back to her getting the gig. Uh, she needs Tuesday afternoons off. Blah, blah, blah. The receptionist says that they are not the right cross to Clara. She's like, we can't afford to do this. Now, we, you and I both love the receptionist. She's like, now this is the older, this is the older, yeah, wiser, tough talking, like comic. She put a cigarette on her own hand before making a mark on someone's new driveway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's just like she spit in her hand and then put her cigarette. I've done worse. And you know what I like about her is she truly looks like she'd work the counter at a dental as at a dental office. That's exactly what her job Spiked is. Spiked hair, large, inappropriate jewelry, 
bad attitude. Oh, terrible attitude, Horrid but also attitude. loyal. Loyal as the day is long. And that's why you need to look for her. So then David apparently made it clear to Clara, his wife, that she can do any more free procedures, but she says the boy's in pain. And, um... And then the receptionist like, Mr. Rodriguez knew exactly what uh, he was doing with the Bleeding Heart Republican. Wait, when he was working the Bleeding Heart Republican. Oh, Dominican, that was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, because so, so Clara. Colombian. Colombian. Because Clara, you know, was an, was an immigrant who came to the country, got became a dentist, was Miss Columbia. So she, you know, she feels. And she's like, please, I'm more of an American than you. Yeah. So like, we're setting up a little bit of her background. Yeah. So she's clearly a hardworking individual. She cares about others. She cares about her husband, this boy with the jaw issues, clearly the sassy. Rodriguez boy. Rodriguez boy, clearly the sassy. Did we ever get her name? I don't feel like they ever said her name. No, we'll get it at the end. But then, so Clara's completely forgotten to eat again. Uh, The secretary gives her a granola bar. Clara makes a promise not to tell David about Rodriguez. And then David comes up giving her a big bear hug hug from behind. So, like, we kind of get the vibe that, like, they're still in love. They are until he goes, are you sure you should be eating that? Do you remember that part? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, um, first of all, I see some love handles on you, sir. Yeah. So if Clara wants to eat a Snickers or a granola bar or a goddamn wedding cake by herself, let her do it. Let her do it. So then David wants to get out of work early to get his daughter Amy at the airport, but Clara's like, I'm going to make it all work. I'll have a cab meter there. I'll have a note ready to go. I'll have the guy, someone, like, picking up the kids from daycare. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Clara's doing, like, all the math in her head, as a woman does. Um, and then David looks at his assistant, like, his assistant's like, looks like Clara's gotten it all taken care of. And David looks at her like, yeah, I was trying to get my dick wet, bitch. Like, he literally looks at her like, thanks for the help. Clara. I had other ideas about what I would be doing today. So, Celia Warden, her assistant's in the car, and they're having a conversation Jesse. on two different cell phones. Jesse James. They're having a, a conversation on two different cell phones at once, which is something that women do that amazes me as my own woman. Wait, so uh, explain. So, like... Je- okay, so I'm going to be, you be Jesse James, okay, and you're and ordering you're- a pizza, okay. and you don't listen to anything I say, and I'm Claire, and I'm checking in on my husband. Okay. Okay, ready? One, two, three, I'd go. like a large pepperoni okay, with bacon and so, cheese. No, I told you. And kids, a side of Caesar okay, salad. Heat up the chicken nuggets in the fridge. as much Pepsi as All possible saying, with extra cheese. Yes, exactly. And then have one with his could you please throw in some breadsticks? Yep. And then, and okay, of course, you know I love you. Lay on my pajamas. I appreciate right. you. I love you so much. Thank I'll you so much. You 4250. Bye. Bye. That's what it was. It was literally <laughs> like, I was like, how are two people, because I'm a person that, like, if I'm writing and someone walks in the room, I will stab them dead cold <laughs> in their heart. Like, how dare you come in here when I'm being creative? <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to get my create on, and then you're coming in here? Asshole. Mm-mm. No, but they just sit there. And then she's like, so, she's like, is that, what's his name, Rick or something? Oh, yeah, so they're spying on the... Wa- Wait. But she's like, is that Rick? And then the woman's like, yeah. She's like, is he- would you think he'd ever cheat on you? She's like, give it a matter of time, honey. Oh. So 
now they're spying on the two guys that came in during the first scene. No, wait. They're spying on the wives at first, right? They're spying on their wives. Because the wives. But then the twist is the receptionist that is complaining about having to go to the soccer matches. She needs Tuesdays off. Is one of the wives that the two husbands are trying to say is a lesbian. But they have no idea about that yet. Yeah, we don't so know about that like yet. Oh, did I spoil too like, early? I didn't mean to. No, you didn't. That's what this whole thing is. Okay. So you're just like, ooh, girl. Ooh. What's Lisa doing there? And then we had heard during the previous meeting that Lisa had just gotten some nice fake tits for five thousand. Beautiful fake tits. Her husband. They were like, Which he enjoyed too. They were like, I bet she can't wait to get her hands all over those. Like it was like real gnarly. It was real gnarly. Yeah, the the talk of the two husbands being lesbians was basically something out of a cutscene from the nineteen ninety nine hit film American Pie. You it know, was very it was so like male gaze. Yeah, very like, ooh, you know, they shower together. They're very close. Okay, but like then, then we find out one fun thing from the detectives that were like, Lisa, recently divorced, overcame some sort of childhood limp. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? I missed the limp what? bit. Wait, did she have polio? Lisa overcame some sort of childhood limp. Oh my God, Lisa was FDR. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Lisa was. So, um... The girls, so Sela and Jesse James run around town shooting Lisa <laughs> in the alleged and the, lesbian. And we never, do we ever get the name of the other lesbian who's not a lesbian? We will. Her last name is Kane, but it's not, it, but it's spelled differently than it is on the files. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Okay. No spoils. So um, they run around town photographing the women. Doing um, like women things. Like they're shot. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Mike know, Pence came out. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. but like for real. Women like, things. Like, sorry. Oh, like, oh, let me, oh, you got to know. Yeah. Oh, let me touch them. Yeah, like very much. Yeah, like, oh, I like your necklace, or oh, like a pat on the back. Very just friendly, you know, not erotic in any way. No, it's not, it's very friendly. It's like maybe too friendly. Like, I don't need a girlfriend like that. Like, if I had a friend (laughs) that started like touching me like that, I'd be like, come on, girl. Like, (laughs) fucking, I don't know. Like, man, find someone who's like into this kind of friendship. Like, I really (laughs) don't need to be that close to you. Like, we can be. Like, tell me your secrets. I just don't want to, like, touch you while we're shopping. Or make out. Yeah, well, that too, but they didn't do that. No. Oh, so Amy gets home from the airport, and she left herself into the house using a spare key. Uh, they're very well a family. You can see that right away. She goes into her twin brother's room. It's now, like, it's now a new room, and well, it's definitely... it used to be her room. Yeah. And let's describe Amy, because Amy is can what only be described as a wet blanket right off the bat. You don't like Amy. I'm not a fan of Amy. I liked Amy. I liked Amy because she ends up supporting her stepmother, but Amy is I know, thought Amy probably a student at Vassar. I feel like where do you think Amy went to school? Um, I got a very vast. I would say like yeah, like East Coast something. But then she's wanted then later she tells us she wants to be an orthodontist. So maybe not, but... Maybe, like, Arizona. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. But, like, here's the other thing that I will say, though, is that, like, Amy is, like, kind of a fucking loser, but, like, I also liked her. She's our loser. She's... (laughs) So clearly, we loved her. And she's sitting on the bed, and then the mom comes in and hugs her. She takes it all really well. Like, the mom's like, sorry, like, the twins took over your room. You're sleeping in the tiny room across the hall. <laughs> You're sleeping in the former maid's quarters, Amy. I hope you don't mind. And by the way, I hate what you've done with your hair. Yeah, no. But she said that only with her eyes. Mm-hmm. 
You have very Latin mom. Mm. Mm -hmm. So David yeah, Amy is, does take that all well though. Well, Amy takes it all great. She takes it in stride, and that's why I really like Amy. <laughs> so the dad is great with the family. He tells them they all like he's hired a new woman named Rebecca Singer at the office. Uh, she goes by the name Melissa though. Amy tells her uh, dad that he's a nice guy for doing that for her because it sounds like Amy has like a real sob story. And then Clara <laughs> says it sounds like a charity case. And Amy says she'll meet her when her internship starts. And then Clara's like, no, 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 no. It's your summer vacation. You don't have to do an internship. She's like, no. I really want to learn about dentistry. I want to be pitching. an orthodontist. Being an orthodontist sounds really cool. And the dad's beaming with pride, and Clara's like, I'm not buying this. And also, it's like, that's why you went to school in Arizona. Is <laughs> that's why Arizona. you're paying, we're paying out of state tuition for you to become an orthodontist when we have a perfectly good dentistry practice right here. No, babe. And the most it did was inspire you to join our orthodontist practice. Oh, that's practice. tragic. And then also, we should say the two, so they have two twin boys, and were they dressed as ninjas? Or had they I just been to karate? At all points. I mean, they did go to karate. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, I, it was, that was never clear because they were always kind of dressed in ninja attire. And Maybe I just. Maybe you just met a lot of little boys who did like ninja and white pajamas. I guess. But I mean, oh my God, don't they change eventually? Yeah, you're right. We should look into that. I worry for them. They're on the prayer chain. So then David, we see, checks himself out in the mirror before he goes to bed. He's not pleased with, with his aging body. No. Not at all. No, but he's he's got a, he had a decent body. And then Clara says... Uh, Wait, let's establish this right now. Would you okay. have sex with David? No. No. He has an old man face and he's nefarious. Exactly. Like his soul says like... I couldn't be a good person even accidentally if I tried. That's why I think I want to dick slap him. Okay, yeah. Because I'm like, he could benefit from that. Yeah, no, if he like SGRD, that'd be different. But like as a girl, I'd be like, no, I would get no empowerment. Out no, of none at all. But I feel like I could probably like fuck him in his garage and get a lot out of it. Yeah, no, that I'm sure you could do. Hopefully over a Porsche. Oh my God! Yeah, he, they. I think they have one. They at least have a Mercedes. They oh, th because the wife run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. So then Clara says that she needs him to get in a bed. She's like, "I need you, David. I need you, David. I want you. I need you. I need to touch you." And so then he goes to like lay down on the bench. He's like, "I need JT's blanket." And he looks like over the side, and like on the other side of her are the two sleeping twin babies. And they're really—they're not babies. They're too old to be sleeping they're in the like parents' four, bed. Yeah. No, they're at least eight. Honey, they're like four. <laughs> Honey, they're maybe four or five. They don't speak enough English. <laughs> They don't speak English well enough to be to be like eight. That. Okay, no, maybe they were a little, but still too old. When. That's too old to be sleeping in your parents' bed, right? It, it is, like, on a regular basis. But, like, the more that I, like, talk to people, I'm like, oh. Oh, like, y'all let it run real fast and loose over there. <laughs> like, you have the 10-year-old sleeping between your parents and, and in the middle of the week. Like, yeah. When, when do you think was the last time you shared a bed with your mom when you were a kid? Oh, like, purely of, like, I feel safe here? Yeah. Not like it's you're staying in a hotel, and but no, you're... The, Maybe like, like 10 or 11. 10 or 11. Maybe. 
Max. And, like, that's given she's the only other person in the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not even just, like, oh, like, I really want to see The maid had the night off. No. No, no. I just, like, no. I would be alone, like, a lot. Yeah. Like, and I, that's how I got really into 2020. Look, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> so, Amy sees her dad retreating to the couch when the kids are there. Yeah. She comes downstairs and meets him. He's eating uh, peanut, butter, peanut butter and bananas. Um, and should he be with his body issues? That doesn't seem like a healthy choice. Peanut butter and bananas could be worse. But not at midnight? What's worse? I or mean, listen, better? I've eaten a whole box of Pop-Tarts probably at about 2.30 in the morning. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to say anything. But for someone who was staring at himself in the mirror looking so unhappy... Cholesterol underlined three times. Oh my we'll god! Get well, yes, yeah, we'll get we'll get to issues. that. So, um, the guys apparently that hired Celia Ward to deal with their cheating, um, they're reviewing the evidence. The wives, at a coffee like, shop. Yes, like all like kiss slopping, like. Touching. Don't you love that they all have a coffee shop? There's this one coffee shop that everyone inevitably ends up at. At all of this Texan town, they're all at this one coffee shop, and it's first. Celia Ward and Jesse James and the lesbian hating. I didn't husbands. even know anyone that drank coffee until like 2002. Yeah, well, like towards the end of Friends, people thought we should try this out. Yeah, like that'd be like kind of tight. Yeah. Uh, at the Orthodox office, Lisa is outside fighting with her lawyer. She felt that the agreement that she had with her husband at the time was clear. That she would have the kids and he would have the house. And then Lisa, the slutty secretary who's cheating with David, cheating with David um, her lunch falls out in the street when David gets right when David gets there it's like I'll buy you lunch and she's like I'm not always this pathetic he touches her arm <laughs> to comfort her and the older receptionist standing outside smoking and sees it and she's very visibly touched by his kindness yeah but the older secretary is like knows there's trouble yeah she's like I know what's up no so uh, David checks the kid out at the office. Lisa comes in, checks out as she walks by. They sit together in the hotel room as she undresses. It's already... Uh, yeah, Denny's lunch turned real quick into He bed. liked her boobs that were done. Yeah. Real good done boobs. Mm-hmm. So then um, Clara and Amy play with the kids at home while David sleeps with his assistant. Clara's left out a dinner frame with sticky notes. Now I'm going to read with the sticky read notes. Read all say, of them. Okay? First of all, there are five, six, seven sticky notes. So one on a on a uh, a saran wrapped bowl of uh, romaine says use local French dressing cholesterol. Then another one says heat vegetables on medium ninety seconds only. Do not forget to use the microwave. Uh, she writes I love you, and then she writes extra vegetables in the fridge, and then she writes no cake, no cookies, don't. Cheat, and then she writes, "Enjoy," and these are spread over seven different post-its, which is severe. It's a lot of post-its. It's a lot. Who knew that people kept that many post-its in their actual house? I mean, you know, she's got that whole office that she runs. Whatever she's got, like that's the prop. She's that's stealing. Like the she's stealing thing. post-its from her office, bringing them back to the house. Yeah, she's just. I like, mean, she owns stealing. the office, so she owns the post-its, but. Yeah, so um, Claire goes to bed. She's sleeping with her boys, which is another disturbance to her husband. Figures. Cassie, wait. She's going to ruin this. She's just dying to ruin this. Mom's got three kids, and we all got different dads. Like, what'd you expect? 
Tim would never cheat. Cassie, your own dad's a cheater. I know you love him, and Rick's a great guy and all that stuff, but he still cheated on Mom. Just like every other jerk she's been with. And, don't worry, you can still call it off. You know Mom's right. You know in your heart it'll never last. There are still some people in this world that believe in marriage. Whatever. So we should we should give this scene a little context. Yeah. Celia Ward comes home with us, her son, who we didn't even know. We hadn't even seen any of her home life yet. So she walks up the stairs. You hear kind of giggling, like, "Oh, is Celia Ward's man?" There's just like Owen? a loose flat, flat or uh, high heel on the floor. Like it sounds like a bunch of giggling bitches are up in his room threesoming him. Yeah, and she's like putting the soccer son, and she probably goes to her belt and grabs a gun. Yeah. And she is like holding holding her son back, but like if it was my mom, my mom would have been like, get in the fucking living room, shut the door. Yeah. My mom would have been like, shut the door. Like she would have been like, you don't need to hear anything that's going on from here. No. Um, and so she gets up there, and it's not her husband with another man. It's her husband with her own daughter from her first marriage. Yep, in and her we, wedding dress. Yes, and so we learn in this scene that not only has Celia Ward's character been married three times, but that she has three kids from three different men. And they all cheated on her. Ooh, and they all, and all the relationships ended because they cheated on her. Now, the only thing I'm going to say about that, and just to play the devil's advocate, not the devil's advocate starring Charlize Theron. She's not giving it out. Well... Sometimes I'm when three people do the same thing to you. Not that it's appropriate, but what are you doing? What are you putting out there in the universe to wear? Okay, Doctor Laura. Like, and by the way, I don't disagree with you, but like that's exactly Doctor Laura's legitimate actual thing. Like, someone will come be like, I found out my husband of twenty five oh, years is cheating on me, and Doctor Laura will be like. Well, what's changed in your relationship? When did you stop acting like his girlfriend instead of his wife? <laughs> and I'd be like, damn. <laughs> I used to love listening to Dr. Laura as a child. Yeah. My mom, I had her on all the time. You went to a seminar with her, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Was it wonderful? It was the best. So, uh, Seal and her kids get home, blah, blah, blah. She in the middle of the floor. Um, at the coffee shop, we see Clara's ordering a double chocolate muffin to go. Bold move. That's the least she could get. Honestly, I'm going to say human to human, bold move. And I think Gunther from Friends is serving her coffee behind the counter. He's like a rip-off Gunther. Like, which, He's by the, the poor way, man's can Gunther. Can you get sadder than being an extra that somehow got bumped up to a series regular, like the knockoff version of him? How fabulous is that? No, I mean everything. <laughs> like Gunther had like... <laughs> Was like <coughs> tossed in a line because they had it in the budget that week, and then he worked for the rest of his life. Can you imagine? And probably got paid a decent amount towards the end because he was in almost all every episode then. Oh yeah, no Gunther was paid. Um, okay, hold on. At least enough to buy like a nice two bedroom somewhere. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, by the time that they like are like, you're not. A, I mean, no, because he was a series. Like he wasn't a series regular. Like he was never in the credits. Like no, he, he was always a guest. What do you think, guests? Because you, what do guest stars make? <laughs> it depends on like industry scale. Like it depends on a lot of different things. Okay. Um. Okay. So. Um. Uh. 
Okay, so Claire orders to double chocolate muffin to go. There's the group of three women behind her that are talking about the newest cheating husband in the group. Uh, the girl that he cheated on her with was 22 years old and the towel girl at the local gym. Oh, this wait, this story is great. And Claire is loving it. Yeah, she's listening over her shoulder like that would never happen she's to me and my man. <laughs> she's like wait, dying. Tell the stories about the, about the wife who goes, you know, he used to come home and say, the towels. Why aren't our towels as clean as the ones at the club? And, and then, then one the day, day he, he came home mentioning the, the towels. towels. I, I knew, knew everything was different. That was the best line in the whole show. Which is like, by the way, which is true, which is I feel like a lot of people don't realize they've been cheated on or being cheated on like retrospectively when they're like, wait, why all of a sudden did my boyfriend decide to be nice and run an errand <laughs> for once in our relationship? Oh, because maybe he wasn't running an errand. Like maybe like he's running the, his dick into some. In the yell. midst of picking up my uh, hairbrush that I had forgotten, <laughs> he's also uh, fucking the tossing girl. his bone in someone, <laughs> or at least like maintaining his next. Oh man! So um, uh, the barista goes woman's club same time every day or same time every Tuesday. So the girls in the group um, think that that her, the one girl can win Pete back, but she needs to change him so that he'll still pay attention to her. And she goes, you need to spend less time with the kids, more time in the sack. So we hear her country band playing at the hotel. David and Lisa kiss in bed. She tells David she loves him. He's super into it. And David's like literally has her like foot halfway down his throat. And he's like, if I could kiss this foot forever, I'm like, oh, like he really loves her. I want to mention, so what I love is, so first of all, Seal Awards, Cassandra of Troy. It is very Greek tragedy like this whole movie because the band plays like a Greek chorus. They're always yeah. singing like songs about cheating in the background while people are cheating. I mean, it's very Greek chorus like. Basically... It's someone fell asleep with someone fell asleep with Homer's The Odyssey or the Iliad on and was just like we're doing all of this but with Seal Award as a bounty hunter. You're giving a lot to this writer. <laughs> like that's and by the way cuz like 90% of country music is like you fucking cheated on you, me and I'm going to kill you with the pitchfork like <laughs> I'm going to that new laundry washer and dryer you got me I'm going to set a blaze and burn this house down. Burn it, baby. Can we talk about real quick favorite favorite song about killing your man ever? Sunny came home is mine. Is that what that's about? To me, Sunny came home is about your man, and he cheats, and you put him in your house, and you set that house on fire. Okay, I think we should karaoke this <laughs> the, our way out of this episode by singing "Sunny came." Can home. we please, Sean Colvin, pray yeah, for her? Yeah, She's on but, the prayer chain. No, you know what? Like literally, I'm sick of you praying for Sean Colvin. <laughs> And all these other people when literally I'm still struggling. No one ever told me that I couldn't be upstairs. <laughs> I came to this hotel and paid so much money per night to be yelled at by this mean by Elena. woman. By like she's mean. She was mean. She's, so you're on the prayer chain now too. She'd been rude to me. Never again. She'd been rude. I said we go crash that dinner. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm just going to go see Girls Night with you, and then I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to tell her the last thing that happens at Girls Night, and be like, now you by can. the way, <laughs> they all live. <laughs> hey, Girls Night, ever heard of it, Elena? They all live. It's Girls Trip. Girl, girl, oh, hey, girl. <laughs> girls Trip, ever heard of it? They all lived. Like, and then I'll be like, and then you and I will be like, 
that's my girl. We'll do like the whole, we'll do a dance set. Yes. But then also first Sean Colvin. But then and Sean I Young. think that also that needs to take place like interpretive dance style. Yes. That would be good. Oh, Sean Young is her name. I worry about Sean Young. Wait, too. Sean Colvin's um um Sean Colvin's um Rockabye. <laughs> Rock a bat. <laughs> I love. Have you ever heard Mona Lisa's Mona the Mona Lisa? Which one? It's um. Looks like a Mona Lisa, or it's just like Mona Lisa. She's a baby. <laughs> it's three a.m. I must be lonely. Is that how Girl Talk started? Is, are we Girl Talk right now? Yes. Girl Talk season five. Yes. Yes. Sunny came home into a little bit of that. Like listen, oh, like, Sunny came home mm. with a vengeance. Sunny came home with a vengeance. Wait, so wait, like, Sunny sat down in the kitchen. Can you give me the, the beats? Nine Inch Nails closer right now. <laughs> She looked at her books and a box of tools. Sonny came home with a Cranes mission. Cranes in the sky. Girl, yes. All right, okay. Back to, back to Clara and her struggle. Okay, so she's in trouble, so. <laughs> she's ordering a chocolate muffin. David and Lisa are kissing in bed at the hotel. She's, Lisa's like, I love you. And David's like, I know it. And, he's like, and he has a foot fetish, right? Because he's kissing her foot. No, I just was like, that's how in love with her. Oh, uh, he is. would kiss her foot. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he like really like loved her. Do you like feet? No, but like anytime a guy's been like, oh, I like love your foot. I'm like, oh, you just like love my, f you love my, you love me. You love like, you. You're so happy to be here with me. But feet don't do it for you at all. N no, I'm not like, oh, like that's hot. <laughs> Have you ever given a foot job? No. <laughs> no, I'm not of you. No, hell no. Weird, you should ask so pointedly. <laughs> like, Max is like staring me dead in my fucking eyes, being like, Have you? Have you? Just say it and I'll admit it. Say so I'll do the same thing. Fuck up. I'm not like playing your fucking sick game, dude. Like, fucking Sunny came home. <laughs> she did. Honey, Sunny came home with and a like. Vengeance. Okay. Wait, would you please. Wait, so where are we at with the. Chill out. <laughs> so, um, Seal Ward's now in the bathtub explaining to her husband why she can't be happy for her daughter. She's saying all her husbands have cheated on her. They struggle really badly with poverty and everything like that after the split. She says that the woman in the police station, that the guy, um, oh, the woman, in, oh, so this is it. So Celia goes to the police station and she's like, hey, she's like, I need to get some information on a John Johnson or whatever his name is. And they're like, um, excuse me, we're on the phone, blah, 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 blah. And they're all like, chirp, chirp, and chip, chip. Like women, they're doing like women talk. Like literally that's ultimately like the vibe of the scene. They're like, chirp, chirp. Like I'm on the phone, like talking to the girl, but like also my friend and also I can't pay attention to you because I'm on the phone. And someone's like, I'm trying to get the judge's daughter off for some parking tickets or whatever. <laughs> and then someone was like, hey. She was like, hey, my daughter's thinking about getting married. And they're like, Clarice? <laughs> and so, like, all the women, like, drop their work and they all go into this, like, fucking, like, it is the man on, like, in The Fugitive <laughs> when they're, Which like... Which also starred Seal Award. Yeah, and the, oh, shit. <laughs> so, okay, like, literally, don't even bring Seal Award up. Like, literally, 
It is like it's national treasure, except the national treasure is finding out that the guy that is marrying Celia Ward's daughter has done one thing wrong in his life, and the treasure is not actual treasure. It's just actual Bringing trash. Bringing this bitch down. It's trash about a man's life. Okay, so it was kind of the mis- the scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith where all like the operatives are like running around all the women, but done before. Oh really? Yeah. I've never. I just seen rewatched it. that movie. It was so good. You really loved that. Yeah. Did you read Angelina Jolie's Vanity Fair expose? No, should I? Oh God, yes. Yeah. She's so pious. It was she in it. Yeah, she participated. She was an active participant. Well, we're doing like I like decided I can't do a whole book club because like I can't like read. I can't promise I'll read the book every month. I just finished a really good book today called The Good Girl. It's really mm-hmm. good, but um. I'm going to do a long read of the month club. And the first one we're starting with is the one about the uh, relationship between Lee Roswell and Jackie O. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go from there to there. I don't believe it. Not him. It's true. And it's poisoning the entire office. I'm telling you, after a day of watching them, I go home physically sick. You've seen the way she bends to pick up a pencil at the waist instead of at the knees like any decent woman. He has lost weight. He's drinking Slim Fast for lunch. Slim Fast? Mm-hmm. Really? Does she know? Mm-mm, no. And we're not going to tell her. David Harris. Last person I ever thought would cheat on his wife. Well, well. Sleeping with Lisa, Daddy. Kiddo. You don't buy into that office gossip. Not my smart girl. Dad. Admit it. Would you please just admit it? I taught you about loyalty. the nail with your mother for your custody. Me, good old dad. I am not the kind of man who would hurt my family. I, I am disappointed in you for even thinking it. Me, yeah, I, I'm hurting. Okay, we don't need to play anymore. Basically, like, the daughter's just like, Dad, you're fucking cheating. Ah! 
And she has like a complete mental breakdown. And then who walks in? Clara hears it from the closet and Clara's like, oh, you son of a bitch. And slaps him. Slaps him clear across. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Which, by the way, I have to say, I love get out of my house. Get out of my house. Take your golf clubs and get out. I like love get out of my house so much because like get out of my house implies like everything. Like it's just like, you know what? I am this house. This yeah. is my house. And, and by the out. way, a house is a woman's domain. Yeah. It is. Mike Pence keeps telling us that. It's her. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> so, um, we see like this whole like thing that Lucila Ward goes through. It's like a monologue, basically. She's like, it's not what happens when you're cheating to or cheating on. It's not the like humiliation of that it's the humiliation of what you turn into uh, and like and that's really sad because we got to start to see like clara like really tripping over her heels in every sense to be the woman that david wanted her to be that she was so like she wait we're jumping because what happens first before she goes through that transformation? No, not the transformation. Oh, not? Okay. So she starts to like just basically say like she goes and she puts on, remember, she puts on when she still has dark hair. She puts on all of her leather, uh, her bondage gear. No, that's after though. Remember because at first she has all the power. Remember because. No, this is, that's before that. This is, no, right? So she tells her he's disappointed. He calls Amy up for lying. Claire overhears it. She slaps him across the face, kicks him out of the house. Claire takes her ring off while she washes her hair. Secretary tells Clara that Lisa hasn't shown up in four days. Clara pretends everything is fine. David's waiting for her outside the dental office. She's oh, yeah, you're right. Yet. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm always right. So <laughs> she tells David that the Mercedes dealership fit the scratch on the car, but it's rattling now. So while she and David, while well, things were tense between the two of them, like things had started to go wrong. Like she had gotten a little scratch on her Mercedes and he acted like it was the end of the world. Yeah, he was like, you dumbass. And she's like, I paid for this Mercedes she said, this is my sign for me of like my independence that was that like I bought this car yeah because I think we should be so the they are have a partnership this dental office together but Lee, um Clara actually started it she runs it she owns 51 there's three offices yeah and he, she owns 51 percent in the business so like they're this big orthodontic family but she owns 51 percent because she's boss yeah, interesting. So David's waiting for her outside of the dental office. She tells him that her Mercedes dealership had fixed the scratch, but the car is rattling now. He says, uh, "She." He says to her, "It's all his fault." Um, she asks him if he loves her. He says, "I want to come home." Instead of saying "I love you," he says, "I want to come home." And then Clara turns her car on and says, do you hear that? That rattle, will you take it in? And David says, I'll take it in this weekend. And Clara says, fine, I'll have dinner ready in an hour. Spaghetti. Uh, to have spaghetti right now. So Seal and her assistant are out in front of the Flores fan tracking the guy. She realizes who Pam Kane's husband is. She's the, uh, Seal has the extra motivation to burn him now. Yeah. That she realizes that he was one of the first guys in the beginning who tried to hire his wife as being in a lesbian Being in a scheme, lesbian relationship. He's an actual cheater. And who's he cheating with? Uh... Well, it seems like the baton instructor. 
<laughs> at a girl's school, a baton instructor. When like her literal instruction was to shimmy shake, yeah. shimmy shake. I was shimmy like, shake and twirl. Shimmy shake and twirl. I was like, those aren't real. Those aren't real I mean, things. Was it's Heather like, Burns from Miss Congeniality busy? Could she not have accepted it, that role? It was like, what is a shimmy shake and twirl? We do it later. I'm doing it. Okay. I'm doing it now mentally, but yes, later okay, I will do it. Perfect. So David comes home holding a huge bouquet of flowers and a ceramic heart. When <laughs> he gets there, his parents are both waiting for him. Clara has told him everything. She makes his parents his parents make him promise that he's done with the other woman. He married a beauty queen, Miss Columbia America. <laughs> which is interesting. His dad, my son has overcommitted with terrible I, my son has committed a terrible, terrible sin against you. His mom's just like, You married up, David. We always knew you married up. Um, he's laying it on real thick. And then he goes, if God can forgive us, then we should forgive the sins of our loved ones. And then Clara tells David she forgives him. Amy can't bring herself to say anything. Uh, and that kills everyone at the table. Oh. Like, everyone's just, like, devastated that Amy can't even be brought to talk. So then David throws a ceramic heart. He bought Clara away in the garbage compactor. Covered in spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. And then he just, like, crushes it. And the garbage compactor, yep. which, like, I thought there was going to be earrings in there. There might have been. It's like, if some guy just brought me a ceramic box, I'd be like, tight. You brought me, like, a pill box so I can medicate myself not to care about the fact that you're cheating on me. Like, what the fuck do you bring me a pill box? <laughs> in light of all this, do you bring me a pill box? That looks like a fifth grader, or fifth grader, a five-year-old made it in ceramics class. Sorry, that was me. Uh, so in the park at Friendswood, which by the way, the name of the town they live in, Friendswood. Uh, Starring Gunther. Seal follows the guy she's tracking and shimmies his way through the cheerleading group practice. So she's following like the main guy. She's following Lisa's supposed girlfriend's husband and yeah. he's shimmy shaking his way through cheerleading practice yeah, with the baton thrower who just shimmy shakes so the next morning amy's in her pajamas she says she's done with her internship claire calls lisa into her office the next morning she decides that she's going to be the one that fires her yes so lisa gets called in but the best part was david and clara enter together lisa's behind and she goes david can i talk to you and then before david can even turn around clara goes lisa may i speak to you for a moment Incredible. And oh, and then the sassy receptionist, they're both looking on like, mm. girl. Slutty came home. We ain't be seeing Slutty came home. Okay, girl. We ain't be seeing her ever, ever. again. <laughs> Last day for Lisa. They're like, might as well. Like, when also, like, you know, she has three kids. So, like, when she, like, folded up her, like, trifold, like, kid picture thing, like, all she had with her was a picture of her kids. <laughs> That was like a trifold thing. And I'm like, you at least did a month and a half in your job to bring a picture of your kids in that you put on your desk. Well, Lisa's clearly forward. She slept with the boss on day three or four. True. She has no boundaries. Why am I asking? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, where are her boundaries? Okay. So um, David goes to the office alone. He's so into his office alone after Lisa's fired. He's so angry. He smashes the picture of Clara he has on his desk. And then in church over the weekend, basically every rep, like word that they hit is a representation of what just happened between us. It's like, God must forgive. You may be born no, and best, live a mortal sinner. God forgives everyone eventually. <laughs> that, that was the best line. God forgives everyone 
eventually. <laughs> like, take his sweet time. He, he might. He maybe, maybe. He'll think about it. So Claris made a reservation at the Bayview where they got married and where David was taking Lisa to bang her while they were seeing each other. Now that's tacky. Clara doesn't know that. So Claris says that uh, the way he's handled this entire thing like a man is very attracted to her. Just as long as he's being honest, they can survive this. She says uh, the pastor so they can make it as long as he tells her everything. He tells her that this is where that they did it. This is where he would take Clara, and, and or this is where he would take Lisa. And Lisa, Clara looks so betrayed. It's heartbreaking. And then and then he goes, Pastor Paul, right? He said we should, uh, should confess our sins. Let's begin the confessing. This is so hard. Just, so, if I tear up, just wait. So he basically has his wife bring out a piece of paper to write down like the difference between her everything with her and Clara. Which, this is heartbreaking. I like this music. Writing's on the wall. You've really impressed me, David. The way you've handled this like a man. Pastor Paul says, as long as you're completely honest, we can survive this. He says that it is your job to answer the tough questions, huh? You owe it to me. To the marriage to confess everything. Pastor Paul. This is where we did it. You believe I brought her here? Same place we were married? Pastor Paul says we should confess our sins. Let the confessing begin. Make a list, will you, honey? General Clara. General Lisa. Uh, Clara, controlling. What? Elisa, <clears throat> she likes for me to make the decisions. Um, see, uh, Clara spends too much money. Lisa's broke, but she's not afraid to ask for help. She likes for a man to take care of her. Lisa is tiny or petite. Claire is big, thick person. You had a great body when we were married, honey. You just got to work out a little. Claire has pretty eyes. Well, they are. They're beautiful, honey. They are. Lisa, body's fat. Lisa's body fits perfectly next to my body when we sleep. You hold her? All night long. You never hold me like that, David. Never. So we see the women's group are back at the coffee shop yep. and Claire is listening in, but this time is with no joy. Her friends tell no. her to get her boobs done, her eyes done. Her friends who are, uh, have the friend who's getting cheated on, get her new, her boobs done, get her, uh, eyes done, do the whole thing, suck it up, do what she can for the family. And the woman walks up to Clara and gives her the blue moon investigations card. So then Celia Ward is telling a woman that her husband is shocking up with the baton twirler. Oh God. The woman is crying and she can't believe it's her. 
She met this woman in Lama's class. The woman says it's too late. Her husband has a picture with her with another woman. There are pictures that Sila had taken when she thought she was seeing a client that was dating, that had a wife that was a lesbian behind his back. Um, and the guys say, see, they're looking for a uh, cheating husband on a hotel with another woman. It's a new, it's a new story. It's a whole new story. So Mr. Rodriguez is supposed to be coming in for the kid's surgery. Claire is picking up her boxes. She says the whole thing was her fault. She practically welcomed Lisa into her home. This whole thing was because she was working. She needs to do something right now. She needs to quit, and she needs to put her husband back. Claire is cleaning out her closet. She's getting rid of everything boring. She hates all of her clothes. Everything's like, no, no, boring, conservative, no, doesn't fit. Like, everything's just, like, also, like, you should go through your closet like that every spring like yeah every, and like, amy's season. there too by the way saying no it's it's a pretty blouse and claire's looking at her like do you look at what you put on in the day because mm. i don't care mm. not here for you amy so um we see Clara's cleaning out her closet she gets rid of everything and then she goes out shopping and she picks up a bunch of trampy clothing in the women's section she gives herself a makeover she does uh, deletes Lisa from the guy's phone. She deletes Lisa from the guy's email. Claire is at the doctor for a boob consultation. She's getting liposuction and her boobs done. And at first she's just there for liposuction. She's like, what about my breasts? How can, can they be make more perky? Fuller? And the guy's like, like, like literally, yeah. yeah like, that's what we do here. I'm a, I'm a plastic surgeon. I make your breasts more I make your dreams come true. Perky. So, um... Amy comes home and tells Clara that she's been thinking of her and her father, and Amy says that maybe she can help. She needs to communicate. She gives her a book called Getting Back Together, which, honestly, my mom dated this guy for, like, four years, and he dropped off the book Getting Back Together on her doorstep on the anniversary of their three-year breakup. What was his name? I can't say. They're not married. They weren't married. He's bad, bad. Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you, gonna you gonna do? do? What, what you gonna, gonna do when they come Give for you? Give a fucking relationship advice book, apparently. Oh, like, God. is what you gonna do. So, by the way, do you think, like, we can get shrimp cocktail soon? Stop it. I would love... Didn't we... I feel like you and I inevitably end up with shrimp cocktail. I just, like, love shrimp. It's you fabulous. It's salad here, but it comes oh, too my. much, like, um... Not arugula, but like, what's the common is purple? I need to go to Damien's with you before I leave. Damon. Damon's. I love that place. I'm going to Damon's on Friday. It's tomorrow. It's my happy place. We will go. Can we is maybe, that maybe next Friday? Bring your sissy for lunch. Yeah. Should we? Yes. She can have something nice for once. Yeah. Finally, because she yeah, never has. I mean, she's never had anything nice. No. That'd be nice. So. She's like, that's my friend I met in Lamaze class. <laughs> teacher. How could she cheat on my husband with me? Where I'm like, yeah, like TBH. Like if I was trying to learn like a secret breathing rhythm, like I guess like I would like consider that important to me, but like not really. It's like a very LA friendship. So the woman says it's too late. Her husband has pictures of her with another woman. They're the pictures that Sila took with her assistant. The guy says they are looking for the cheating on her and her husband at the hotel with another woman ASAP. So they go to like go look for him cheating. They find it. Whatever. So Mr. Rodriguez is supposed to be coming home in oh. for the kid's surgery. This so like the first, like in the earlier scene where we see her be like, you know what? I couldn't possibly charge for your surgery. Mr. Rodriguez finally comes with the, in with this kid and 
like to get that said free surgery. And like she's like, I'm I'm quitting the practice. Like I'm done. Um so uh she says she's gonna do something, she's gonna win her husband back. Oh, and the and the sassy best friend secretary is like, Why would you do this? You're brilliant. Don't do this. They need your help. And she's just not listening to reason at this point. She's heartbroken. Exactly. So then she goes and gets her titty consultation. And then we see Celia Ward getting pictures of um, Kevin Kane and the cheer instructor hooking up. Hooking up. So and then Amy comes home and tells Clara that she's been thinking of her and her father. And Amy says that she can help. She gives her the book. We've spoken about this. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, basically where we get to is that like Clara just wants to be with David, 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 anything David needs. Anything to make David happy. She's there for David. So then Clara's at the salon getting a dye job and Amy can't believe it when she's done. She's a platinum blonde with long nails and she looks like a, basically a new person. And Amy's like, no offense, I hate it. And Clara's like, well, I love it. For David. And she has like the same like hair color as Amy except she has like kind of like a Carol Brady... 70s, yeah. It's like it's like it's an. Imp- it's highly unfortunate. It's looking. an it's an improper translation. So, um, Seal's daughter uh, has her bridal shower. Um, she gets it from her own shower and goes digging through her mom's drawers for her file and her fiance for no reason. <laughs> I don't know why. She's just like, excuse me for a minute. Like as if she's about to get up and like get a piece of cake. And then she comes back and she's holding a file of facts on her fucking boyfriend. See, with cheating comes line. David. And line and line some more. Every single lie that comes out of your mouth does a little more damage to you. Until one day you wake up and you don't know who the hell you are anymore. Listen, I uh, made dinner plans tonight with Lisa. It's no big deal. We're just going to go to Perry's. I, I have to set some things right with her. Make amends. Like Pastor Paul said. It's only dinner, Clara. I promise. You understand, don't you? I love you. Okay, like, he, like, needs to meet Lisa, but, like, he's not meeting Lisa for the right reasons. No. It's not for any dinner to make amends. It's no, like, hey, like, yeah, whatever. So then Clara stares herself in the mirror, and she's, like, putting on a full face of makeup, and she's looking at the card that she was given by the woman from the coffee shop who's in the woman's group, and she calls the PI. I think my husband is cheating on me. I'm sorry to hear that, honey. With a receptionist. Ex-receptionist. Lisa. What was her real name, Amy? Uh, Rebecca. Rebecca Singer. He's taking her out to dinner tonight. Perry's Steakhouse. Yeah, Perry cuts their, their pork chops extra thick. 
I mean, just just the way that um that David likes it. And I, I thought that maybe uh, you could go there and spy on him, listening on his conversation. I mean, he said it was a friendly dinner. No way, not a chance. Tell him, Bobby. Let's not jump to any conclusions. What? Do you have a picture of the receptionist? Uh, no. No, but, um... But she has blonde hair. Like Clara. Like Mom's. Yeah, well, you know, she's, uh, she's thinner than me, and, uh, she's prettier. Oh. Is this your daughter? Oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, that's my oldest daughter, Cassie. She's getting married. Oh, a wedding. You must be so excited. Yeah, we are. We really are. Mm. Now, how long has this scumbag been sneaking around? Um, well, we've known about it for a couple of weeks. Clara can't sleep. She can't eat. I'm worried about you, Mom. We'll get even for y'all. Won't we, Bobby? We'll nail that lying, cheating bastard to the wall. We'll rake him over the coals. And when we're done with David Harris, he'll wish he never stepped foot outside your bedroom door. Okay, I'm just going to take a real quick look to look at my phone and see if I've been compensated in any way for my <laughs> Don't laugh like I wasn't inconvenienced. No, no, no. I just love that you're checking for the compensation. I want my free shrimp, shrimp salad <laughs> up here right now. My feelings were hurt. I need a shrimp. Cocktail. Yeah. Cocktail. Scampy. <laughs> if only there was a red lobster nearby. Okay, hold on. We are not seeing girls trip until I got a goddamn shrimp cocktail my uh, casket Robin. yeah and he's like he's like scratching and everyone's like go dj that's my dj go dj that's my dj and everyone, um and i come out of my coffin i'm like shrimp cocktail it may, wait, I still haven't looked it up. It may sound doing it right now. That's my girl. Look, I could barely I find... I have one. They no, have... they don't. And I could barely find a goddamn bank here, so good luck finding my fucking shrimp guy. I sent you on a fool's errand. Okay, girl? Like, you and I knew that there would be no shrimp cocktail. There is no shrimp if cocktail. If come up here and tell you you can't smoke in the room, what do you do? Do you want to tell them? I'll say the girl who said that on the second floor can record. She said that... She said, I, she, I said, but I want to go smoke. She said, you can do that up in your room. That's the longest name, cigarettes I've ever seen. What's her name, Alicia? Are all cigarettes that Alicia long? fucked me. I, I, like, should not be smoking in here, especially because I'm ashing above the bar. <laughs> it's just straight disrespect. Listen, you were disrespected tonight. My dad, Charlie Chaplin, approves. <laughs> he's like, he's like, get a girl, you silent as fuck. I did some m movies with words. They were not as good as the other ones. Okay, girl. Okay. Podcast life. Okay, so, okay, Steven, where are we at? Okay, girl. 
Oh, this is getting good. <laughs> it gets so, these last 15, 20 getting minutes. Getting good. Oh, the beguiled. That's my girl. So Claire is basically a fucking wreck. And uh, David asks if he can meet up with Lisa to get, like, drinks or whatever. And Celia decides that she does not need her partner, Jesse James, there for the night. No, she brings she her husband. She's like, I need a mansicle. So she's, like, at the bar with her man, yep. who's, like, a good man. And they... He's her... Remember Aaron Eckhart and Aaron Brockovich and what a good man he was for Julia Roberts? No. He... This is Celia Ward's Aaron Eckhart. Oh, that's a really good call. Right? Remember how she had been fucked over all those times? And she didn't trust men. And then finally, Julia Roberts, Aaron Brockovich did trust them. And then finally, Seal Award trusts this guy. So David says he's going to some place called Pappy's where they cut the, the pork chops real thick. That's a lie. But like, she knows. She's like, whatever. So then, uh, what's her face? Clara's walking around like in a red cocktail like, frock. Yeah, she's like, mm. could all this be just one big coincidence, Lucas? Danny Kane hires me to follow Pam Kane. He brings along Mike Singer, and then Pam Kane hires me to follow Danny Kane, and she brings along Lisa Singer. Only Lisa is my client, and I don't make the connection because of the whole C A I N E K A N E thing. And then finally, Clara Harris hires me to follow David Harris, who's cheating with none other than Lisa Singer. Maybe it is just one big coincidence. I just don't know anymore. Okay, that's an important scene to me because the whole time I'm, like, waiting for this, like, fucking... Again, National Treasure would be the movie I'd reference where it's, like, it's all going to come together at the end. Like, or maybe, like, Ocean's Eleven or like not oceans 12 because i still um, don't understand what happened the movie, movie backdrafts about fires where like oh, the with Jennifer the Jason Lee. yeah like a movie where you're like after the fight you're like oh shit it was on the first scene from the <laughs> very beginning these motherfuckers mm. was have been doing what they're doing setting me up setting up seal award don't ever set up seal award and like no. there's no real payoff for this but basically, like, so Celia Ward goes to the bar with her husband, and and um, what's her face? Clara's at home, and she's like pacing, pacing with she, like, Amy. And Amy's like with her. She's and Amy's like trying to be such a good. And first of all, Amy looks at least to be thirty. Yeah, and she's also wearing a one of those. What are those? Were they maxi, maxi. dresses? Which I mean is hard to move in. And it's also in the color of moss. But it's like a slim fit olive ma maxi skirt it's hideous. from the 90s. It's yeah, hideous. Yeah, it's like a Dickies maxi skirt. So she um, goes to the place with her mom that they got married, which is the place that like, which is David the Bayfront was Hilton. fucking. Yeah, they were fucking the whole time. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a Hilton. Oh, you know that? Yeah, I, for sure know? it's a Hilton. Remember? Because she was like, it's a Hilton. Oh, I don't remember that. That's yeah, it was sad, product actually. product placement. That's actually really sad. Yeah. Nikki Hilton paid a lot of money for that. Wagon stuff, are you okay? He doesn't like the mention of He's Nikki Hilton. He's smiling. What do you want to say to Hilton? They probably have shown cocktail there. They definitely, you know, the Mormons love, or no, not the Mormons, that's the Marriott's. Um, they definitely have shrimp cocktail. I do love a double tree. I do love it. I love a double tree because you get a no, living no, no, room no. and a bedroom. Courtyard Marriott is what I'm uh, obsessed with. I stayed at, at Comic Con, I stayed at this hotel. It was called Hotel Z, mm. and it's pineapple themed, and then you get a stuffed animal during your stay. Oh, that's like very fucking bad bugsy. <laughs> 
Yeah. They give it to you when you check in. Well, They're like, this is your snuggle, man. I cuddled with that dog all weekend. I got a blowjob next to that doll. Oh, fuck for fucking fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, look. I'm just on the other side of this shrimp cocktail right here. <laughs> So, okay, so they're out there trying to function, and they run into what's-his-face, and he's, like, obviously just fucked Lisa, and then all of a sudden, Celia's phone goes off, and she's, like, it's, like, and she's, like, fuck, I told this bitch not to call me when I'm on the job. Yeah. So she's, like, Clara, just go home. I can't tell you where we are. for two. I can't tell you where I am. And how does she figure out where they are? This is where they got married. Yeah, but also because the music in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The but country you, music. She's like, they wear is, I've heard that's that. That's how the audience found out. That's not how she oh, found Oh, that's not how Clara found out? Clara's no dum-dum. <laughs> and she knew that her husband had been boning Oh, yeah, because he said it to her. He's like, remember, he's like, I yeah, t- this place, remember, Lisa, skinny. That's very different, Lisa, skinny, you. Fat. Fat. Lisa lets me pick the location you controlling. And like <laughs> that's when she like ruined her body. Lisa makes me think I'm a man. Yeah, and Clara was like, chop my tits off. Like take yeah. me to space. Like I don't care. <laughs> like do whatever you can to like make me a lovable woman. Which is like why it's so sad when Celia Ward's like, it's not the general disrespect of being cheating on that will wear a Potter woman. <laughs> it's the way that you act when your dignity has been taken from you. Stop it. It's true. It it is true. Yeah, it's true. She's like whatever. So um okay. And the way that one thing that David says when he's like talking to Lisa where he's like I like can't leave Claire for you because we have a family together. He's like but I love you. I'm in love with you. Like when I first met her, all I could hear was, David, David. And I saw he's her like, body. Yeah, and he's like, that's the only word she could say in English. And I could barely understand it, but she just kept talking and talking. She was the most confident woman I knew. And then he says to her, quote, did you see what I've done to that woman? <gasps> First of all, can we just say, I love that in this film, Clara is I'm supposed to be- I'm shoving the bolster cushion <laughs> from this thing down my mouth. Like, I literally am trying not to, like, fucking rip my own head out. Have you seen what I've done to this woman is, like, my biggest fear of what a guy would say about when I'm with him. And he's like, he's like, yeah, she was, like, spunky, cute, fine when we got together. Like, she had her look- own thing. Now look at this fucking shell of a bitch I've left. Ghosted a shell. Ooh, child. Wait, can't we also say uh, the whole- First of all, the whole like Clara is such a beautiful woman, and they're talking about her like she is an morbidly obese. Who Clara reminds me of? Who? Edward Hansen's mother. Oh, really? Yeah, and your popoceta. Oh. No, grandma? Octopus. Oh, she looks like an octopus? Yeah, because you, no, you put your tentacles around my son. Oh. That's what she used to say about you. And sister in law. No, no, no. She loves me. Oh. They're, they are all thinking we're getting married. Wait, say it again. But like her face <laughs> on, she'd be like, oh yeah, because she wrapped his bi- her big tentacles around oh, my son. son. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, I saw her the day she walked in, 
attitude, looking like she's somebody. No respect. She never came over with any respect. <laughs> like Ed's mom is a Panamanian queen. <laughs> oh, I like And I I'm like, I'm feeling like a Colombian queen is up there. Oh, she like, has to be. And like, especially for his like white ass Texas parents, for to be like you sinned against Clara. We're like, from everything we know about yeah. Texas interracial marriage, yeah. one should say that's true. That it's not an upgrade for. Any well, like, white I, man. I love when you said that the mom realizes her. she's like you married up, David. She says that to him. She yeah. said, "You ma- everyone knows you married up, David." And I was like, "Fuck!" Because like, especially because like you're just like, "Yes, he did." D- clearly. And like in any other state in our nation, I'd be like, "Yeah, like anyone knows that." But like in Texas, there's always this big. Oh, you're married like, to a, you're married to a Latin. Yeah, you're married it's to like a, oh, you married outside of your race. Like, and you married you to someone south of the border. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what they want, David. David. David, this is what they want. They want to wrap your tentacles around. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I love that. That's that's Ed's mom just going. She, she came in oh, here with no. She respect. came in here with no respect, and then she wrap her tentacles around the family, and she take everything like a big succubus. Okay. <laughs> she is like she's rough. Like, and by the way, like literally, the biggest mistake of my life. Guess what? Say it. Putting my mother and Ed's mom in the same room. What happened? First of all, they were wearing matching outfits by accident. <laughs> Secondly, they look, if you put me in some sort of AG machine, but also <laughs> a machine that stretched a person out, because my mom and I have like, I have a round face. My mom has like a long face and a pointy nose. I have like a little round face and a short nose, point, uh, round nose. And then if you were to take Ed and put a fucking wig and then staple maybe like 100 pounds of woman weight to him. <laughs> then you take those two people and you put them out on the other side of the machine. Those are our mothers, okay? So then like Ed and I were both so fucking sick of those bitches at one point because my mom was about out here for like seven days. I'm like done with her shit. And, um, and we're there for Thanksgiving and or Christmas. And I remember looking at my mom and she's so over me. And I remember looking at Ed's mom and she's so over Ed. And we walked out and I was like, Ed, we got to go out there and break them up. Because, like, they had been, like, glaring into an empty window for hours. <laughs> just like, the two of them. Like, they weren't, we weren't there. They were just seeing our, or, like, oracles. Like, our, our the oasis. Your auras. Like, some sort of oasis of each one of our figures standing inside the window. My mom's looking at me being like, that little fucking failure bitch. And Ed's mom's looking at me being like, that little fucking queer motherfucking bitch. <laughs> like, and his fucking, tentacles. Yeah, you fucking find him. No, Ed doesn't have tentacles as a, as a in-law. So then I... So we, I was like, Ed, we got to break them up. And like literally, I said to Ed afterwards, and I said for years, no two people have ever looked at me and made me feel so dressed down and so terrible in myself in one look, which is just that like my mom and Ed's mom were left alone for a little bit too long. And they were like, that fucking bitch. And my mom was like, that fucking bitch doesn't respect anything I did for her. <laughs> and Carl was like, trust me, I know. I know because when it comes to Ed, everything is about Ed. And my mom's like, oh, yeah, you want to talk about it's about someone, it's about Molly. Oh, well, you know, 
And he had us buy him a guitar for Christmas two years ago, and he never used it. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about how many computers Molly has crashed? Okay, Molly's crashed computers. Okay. <laughs> like, and it's just like literally like I'm walking outside to do fucking devils shaped like me and my best friend. <laughs> fucking shit talking. It's looking with their identical faces. They're wearing matching outfits. And I remember me and Ed, I was like, oh, we gotta get out of here. We could be a little fucking stone. And Ed had just gotten like a weed pen from someone. And I remember like taking like three hits of it. And I like sat behind a car and I like let that shit hit it. And I was just like, I'm stone. Okay, like, Jesus, take me to the other side. Like, please, like, take me to the other side of this, like, whole night, this whole thing. We got in. My mom was so mad at me. Now that I know she's a stoner, I know she probably wishes she had just smoked with us. But, like, back then, I was just like, she's like, are you high? And I was like, no. (laughs) It's terrible. That is fabulous. I mean, it is what it is. We got to get, I mean. We've got to get back to Clara. Okay. So Clara shows up. So Clara shows up. She sees what's his face and Lisa getting out of the um, elevator, and they're all like giggle. They're all like, uh huh. Like they're all like they're all like messy post sex ish, right? And then um, Amy's like, Dad, I see what you're doing, and the dad like freaks out, and then. Claire and the mom, or Claire and Lisa go hand-in-hand combat, and, like, Lisa's front of her blouse gets ripped, and Lisa just is, like, one cup of her white bra exposed, Uh. and she's wearing, like, a snow-white bra. And I'm like, first of all, you just got your tits done, Lisa. Apparently, you don't have to wear a bra anymore. Secondly, snow-white? Like, you're wearing, like, a snow-white padded bra? Like, who are you? And the best part was, remember, then David tears Clara from Lisa and just tears. goes, no! He's like, get away from her! Yeah. So, Throws her against a wall. Seal and her husband like find out that... And Amy he, is not having it. No, Amy's like on the loose and Seal and her husband get the call and they're like, go home. And she's like, okay, well... So like right as she starts to go home, she sees David in the parking lot. She hits him three times. Bang, 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 bang. There's a bunch... And who's in the front seat? Amy... And she's like, no, daddy. And I'm like, why do you care? That's like actually what I'm wondering. Why do you care, Amy? Like you've been you've like been here for this whole thing. Like Oh, and the best part is then Seal Award and Man step outside and are videotaping. And this is part of a little fun fact. And the true the the footage they took was actually used in the actual criminal trial. Because mm-hmm. the white Clara claims she only ran over him once. But the footage proved otherwise. Today in Houston, 44-year-old Clara Harris was arraigned on murder charges. Her husband, David Harris, Frank testimony will be provided by Harris's 17-year-old stepdaughter, Amy. First-degree murder, which could result in sentence. Such a nice couple. We really thought they'd make it. I thought so. We prayed for them. Why did all of America become so obsessed with the Clara Harris story? Because it happened to a middle-class, dual-income, respectable family. Because it happened in the suburbs where good people like you and me live. Amy! Because if a sickness can grow inside the Harris family, are any of us really immune? Now we all know. Claire received the maximum sentence 20 years in prison. 
David's own parents forgave Clara. They begged the judge for leniency. The woman prosecutor used this argument to convict. Why didn't Clara Harris do what every other woman in her situation does? Take her husband to the cleaners. Divorce David? Take him to the cleaners? I'm sorry, but that woman missed the boat entirely. Clara didn't want a divorce. Clara Harris was in a life and death fight for her family. Her survival instincts kicked in. I want you to ask yourself, would you kill to save your family? So, Celia Ward's basically like, I get the whole thing. She's like, I would absolutely murder to kill. Like, I would kill. Would my- you? Um. I mean, I guess I'm always kind of looking for an excuse. Like, I. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, no. I mean, like, here's the thing. Literally, I know all murders are wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't murder. I know all murders are wrong. I would never murder anyone for cheating on me. I would pull a left oh, eye. No, 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 no. I would pull a left eye and burn oh, a house yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I can me. see myself like, doing like, real. Yeah, I fucking burnt a house down. Do you want to know what? Do you want to know what's bigger than a fucking house? My fucking integrity, motherfucker. Sir, your Nikes caught a flame and lit your fucking cheap ass bats up on fire. Maybe <laughs> next time that will teach you to have a nicer bats up, you porcelain. fucking idiot. Porcelain. You're a fucking idiot. Yet. Question: That's what I would do. While you set your man's house on fire, what song would be playing? No, no, no. Sunshine Anderson. Heard it all before. <laughs> Selling you this. Tell me that. Cause your life ain't worth it now. I, I love just a cigarette that. out of your mouth. Just no, kerosene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. No, I want to play this right now. Heard all the way for it. You play. What's the song that you're going to murder your husband to? I would definitely burn a house down to Steely Dan's Dirty Work. Ooh, okay. Let's play a little clip of yep. like and talk about it. Have you ever been close to like murdering someone? Never murder. Hmm. I could eat. I like to like. I will listen. So I get this from my mother. My mother's a thrower. <laughs> and I mean, whenever my, they, my parents Steven. would fight as a child, there was definitely broken cutlery so i as an adult love to break glasses or dishes if i get angry oh, like yeah. i will have a marsh it across does feel good. marsh the hearing shattering of glass is so good. cathartic and therapeutic to me it feels good doesn't it yeah it feels good yeah like every time marsh across broke and a dish on desperate like, housewives wouldn't you always want to go to one of those asian places where they like um just literally break things wait is that a thing yeah they have like a room can we do that I want to do that. What you saying? It's not even like that. It wasn't like that, but I saw you. Baby, I don't love her. You don't love me? You know what? I don't even want to talk to you. She don't mean nothing to me. I don't want to see your face. She was just I just want to see you walking through that door. There ain't nothing else to say. Why would I do it like this? Baby. Really good, right? Steven, start thinking about who you're going to murder someone to. I'm going to make Max look up the songs. No murder, just burn a house down. It's fine. Steely Dan's Dirty Work. (laughs) It's fine. Dirty Work? By Steely Dan. Also the opening song of... American Hustle, the best film, one of the best films ever made. We have heard it all before. Baby, this, baby, that. 
mean, come on, Sunshine Anderson. Yeah, this is you killing. I would take the kerosene from the gardener's. That's actually romantic. I would take the kerosene from the gardener's shed. I would douse the house in kerosene, and I would light a match, and I would just lightly flick it as it exploded. I've done everything. No, I'm burning this house down, and I'm sending the ashes to your mistress. Yeah, I think Shania Twain's Whose Bed Has Your Boots Been Under? (laughs) (laughs) Whose bed have your boots? Oh, you know what? I don't know if it's a Lifetime movie, but I hope someday we get to talk about The Burning Bed, where Farrah Fawcett sets her cheating man, abusive husband, on fire. Oh, yeah. That's a great film. Whose bed have your boots been under? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, Steven. Look at that violin solo. Look at this hot man, though. She looks hot all the time. She looks like Cindy Crawford in this video. Oh, Steven's singing for us. We should be at the Flaming Saddles. (laughs) Honey. Like, it's so joyfully, like, cruel. Oh, and she's trying. Now she's talking to Santa. Steven's going to kill someone in song. That'd be like no, cr- set the house cheery. on fire. This, this is, is very like, cheery um, while you do it. This is very like death to smoochie. Like you're going <laughs> oh. like, ham on someone. So you like, mean Catherine Keener's starring film, oh, yeah. Death by Smoochie. You know I fucking love Catherine Keener. I think she's the sexiest person I've ever seen. Chill. Okay. I think she's so sexy. I'm glad we've all established this. I'm going to go down with Sunshine Anderson while you two have chosen <laughs> straight up classics such as Steely Dan. <laughs> Winner of a, um, a winner of a definitely a Golden Globe. No, come on, Grammy. Up until like five, remember when Steely Dan like swept the Grammys and everyone? No, that was Santana. No, bitch. (laughs) Don't ever fuck with me again. (laughs) Fucking Steely Dan swept the Grammys, and it was such a weird year too, because it was literally the Miseducation and like also Eminem's first album. No, wait, look it up. You have to look that up right now. Yeah, I'm not gonna fuck with you. You're gonna fucking die, literally. Welcome to death, bitch. Hold on. Ready? Go. You go. Hold on. Hold your phone. Hold your microphone. Okay. Turn my my bass up. Okay, wait. Steely. Dan. Grammys. When. Unexpected. (laughs) They're gonna, honey. They won one year and it was like. Jesus is just over. Oh, you're right. Me. Yeah, it was for 2001. Steely Dan wins Steals Best Pop Grammy. Go-Go 2001. And it was like, okay, literally, like, okay, Steely Dan. Oh my God. Who are they up against? Um, Grammy's tw- 2001 um, competition. <laughs> um,. Look, if I don't if I don't get to go see Girls Night, will I understand they had a good night? Yeah, well, I'll act it out for you. Okay. Oh, will you be like, "That's my girl"? Wait, can we go dancing? I have a dress. <laughs> Honey. Okay. I seriously, what are you doing? Okay, wait. He really did beat against against 
He bet he beat it R and B. I mean Destiny's Child for R and B album. It's Okay. Okay, 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 okay. This is not a good album. This is not a good article for us to look at. Mm. No, this is a YouTube video. What do you know, Stephen? Did you look it up? Uh, did you? I don't have internet. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Macy Gray. Oh, okay. So, it's a beautiful day. I try to say goodbye and I. Okay, so we're, okay, so some of the winners from the year that Steely Dan won best. Oh, Tejano, Tejano album went to the legends. Shakira, MTV Unplugged. Oh, shit, you know you love that. <laughs> I do. I don't, I don't love her. Okay, right, so. Okay, okay, child. literally, they beat Kid Eye. Uh, they beat Tony Braxton. Everybody has. Hey, Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, the song that run for rock sound writing is with arms wide open. open. Is that Dude. Creed? Nah, yeah. And no one ever. Okay, okay. Oh, Lenny Kravitz won. How nice for him. Okay, yeah. He, Lenny Kravitz deserves something. You know what? Hard rock rage against the machine. Traditional won. pop. Both sides now by Joni Mitchell. Wait, but Steven, I've been thinking about that ever since we did that one episode. They're not raging against the machine. Raging for the machine. They are. And like and then they just in two thousand one and then nine eleven happened and they didn't rage toward the machine. They raised against the machine. That's not fucking cool, man. They retired. They hung out of their swimming pools. Okay. So People that also won the year that Steely Dan won number one pop vocal. The Baja Men for Who Will Let The Dogs. dogs It's about women. It's about women that are unattractive. No. Yeah, it is. I I don't believe it. Yeah, so they're like, who let these fucking ugly girls out? She walks to urge by, uh, she walks to urge by staying, like fucking praise staying, like literally killing that. Beautiful Day by U2 Wong for Best Song of the Year. And then Two Against Nature by Steely Dan Wong for Album of the Year. And then Beautiful Day. That was the thing. I think it was an upset with U2 where people were like, oh my God, I'm like fucking rubbing it out to U2 for the first time in 10 years. Uh. Like killing it. God, everyone loves you too. Like I, I mean, do, you, I'm not fond of them. You know, I have like special memories from my childhood because my mom was like very much of like that'd be like if I had a baby like right now and I was like a 22 year old loser. If like my baby grew up and was like the chain smokers, like I don't like them that much. Uh, like my mom was 21 when she gave. She was 22 when she gave birth. No, she was 21 when she gave birth to me. She corrected me last year because. You know, it's a lot better to have a baby as a 21-year-old. Um, so she's like, it really bothers me when you say I was 22. I'm like, why? Because you're still older than Dorinda and look better than her? Uh, but anyway, it's a beautiful day. Uh, wait, we have, to fin- we have to finish talking about Clara's struggle. Don't worry. We have to do the list. So anyway, look, everyone dies. It's not Clara's fault. <laughs> Clara reads this thing to her. The, the, who's the boys Dr. in Steve. prison. Yeah, honey, listen. We've like literally, we've gone so exhaustitative on these last few podcasts that like people know it's up. 
what's up? I mean, they're loving it. They're here for it. Wait, is Northern Lights the one with uh, Leanne Rimes? Yes, yes, that'd be the one with Eddie Sibran and Leanne Rimes, in which they met and um, first made a love for the first time. Don't say it's not love, dude. They fucking made Are love. Are they still married? Yeah, they're married. And they're fucking terrorizing poor Grandy, Blan- Grandy Glanville and her fucking fucking weird-ass face. Like, she's just like, let her be alone, man. She's tired. Like, she's fucking <laughs> sleepy. Okay, so, Max, I've been meaning to ask you this whole time. What's your all-time favorite movie? Like, meaning, like, the best movie you've ever seen. Like The best movie I've ever seen. Like, the movie that you hold up as being, like, this is, like, the this should have won the Oscar of all Oscars for the best movie of all time. Robert Altman's Nashville. Okay, so Robert Altman's Nashville is number one. And then number five is Mother May Sleep With Danger. Oh. On a scale of Robert Altman's Nashville... To Mother May I Sleep with Danger, where does the acting fall on this scale? It falls a hard 3.2. 3.2. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to give it a 3.5 just because I'm mom. Um, (laughs) Underreaction. Something happened and there was a major underreaction. Like people like turn people these act- plot points that should have meant something. And no, we're like, I feel like people really acted appropriately to all the pr- plot points. I think that if I was that wife, I would have been like, tell me a little bit more about this new assistant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's At my 51%. No, like if I was Claire, I'd be like, oh, you hire, I'm 51% of this business. You hired an assistant out from under me who's a single mom, sounds incompetent. Tell me a little bit more. Mm. I would ask some more questions. That's all I'm saying. I would I would, al- also... If I came home and for some reason my stepmom had redone my bedroom for the twins yep. karate, I would have been a little more upset. The fact that when her hair came out, the hair reveal, and she wasn't like, what the fuck did you do, bitch? Yeah, that was a lot, too. Let's give this a three. Okay, overreaction. Something happened. Now, I want to say that, like, there's a lot of, like, great moments in this movie and that we get, like, a first really big cry that I want. I look for a cry in a movie. I look for, like, this is going to end my life moment. Like, I look for, like, hey, this is something that a normal person would figure out ultimately they can survive through. But me, personally, I'm going to kill myself. Mm. That's what I look for in an overreaction. Now, would you say that in terms of when something bad happened, is this more like Robert Altman's Nashville, or is this like Mother May Sleep with Danger? Mother, when I, I mean, the film opens literally with her cradling. This is a five. Yeah. At, yeah. That's, say no more. Dialogue. A hard two. You think two? is yeah. a, It's really close to very good, perfect. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, at least a four, five. It's a four, it's a four. It's a four. Wardrobe is actually... <laughs> Flawless. Okay, so there's two subcategories within wardrobe, but this is like where we're really gonna like fucking. Okay, so I'm gonna give wardrobe overall. I'm just gonna like girl it up. Wardrobe right here is a three five. Wigs and weaves is a four. Oh, the makeup. wigs are horrible. The makeup and the wigs are terrible. Okay, I'm actually gonna w- give wigs and weaves five, and I'm gonna give makeup four. Crying. That big Tori smell like. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, a scale of Robert Altman's Nashville to that, where do we land? A five. 
At five. Yeah, the crying's real bad. Victimization of the female character. Have oh, five. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, Robert Altman's Nashville. I think that they did, they do such a great job exploring all, the women really are. I'm going to give this a three. A okay. Two. 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 Okay, yeah, because they like own it too. So then font. So then I'll just look up Suburban Madness font for you. It does not look good, I don't think. It's not good. Okay. Oh, this is it. How is this next to Robert Altman's Nashville? Oh, a negative five. I actually, for a Lifetime movie, I want to give this a. I want to give this a three. This isn't that bad at all. Actually, no, I'm going to give it a two. Sorry, it's not that bad. Okay. It's not. You're it's the boss. Pre- it's pretty close to a font. It's pretty close to a font. You're the. You're the boss. The. Uh, bothersome part is a little duct tape body in the corner. But that you could avoid. Steven, what's our grand ass score? Oh my god. Max. I, I gotta check the numbers, but I think we might have a new winner. What? Oh my god, we might. Literally, though, actually, this does make sense. This is such a good movie. And Seal like, Award is a one. She's perfect. I want to say thank you to Quinn in our Facebook group who recommended this movie to me because I did not know what to do when French Silk got taken down because <laughs> I just was like, Susan Lucci, New Orleans, lingerie murder? Like, that sounds exactly like our family. <laughs> and then that got taken down. And then I was like, I don't... Okay, Stephen, what is it? Killer Assistant recently... Put, you know, went to the lead, kicked off Haley Duff, our new lifetime queen Haley Duff, kicked her off. So we got Killer Assistant, had 35.5, but with a cool 37, <gasps> Suburban Madness takes the lead for oh, season two. Oh, Maxine, heard it all before. Oh, wait, shit. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Wait, wait. Just stay here for one second. Wait, okay, no, we you to, wait. No, wait. No, you ain't. Do you want to do a mashup? No, I need to do this right now. What is it all? Heard it all before. Oh, fuck it. Chills. My nips are hard. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Apple Podcast. This is satirical. Wait, here it comes. Here it comes. Satire. Don't feel too much less to be satire. <laughs> Wait, look at the album cover. Polaroids. A greatest hits. Wait, here it comes. Sonic came home with a mission. They, Sunny did come home, and she decided to... Wait, ro- she's going to kill him? She decided to literally run her husband down in her Mercedes. Mm. Yeah. She did. Wait, really? That's what the song is about? You know my other... Wait, you know my other favorite song about a woman? Have you ever heard Frankie and Johnny? What? No. Frankie wasn't. and Johnny was sweet. Sung by Lindsay Lohan in the, ni- the 2006... Robert Altman film, A Prairie Home Companion. Oh no, do you? Mer- oh no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And it's all—it's all about Frankie catching Johnny having sex with the 
the Miller, the minister's daughter, and she has to shoot them both dead. Yeah, I bet Lindsay's like, don't give me the lyrics, honey. <laughs> I'll just fucking riff, and Wait. then they happen to be. <laughs> Wait. See me well, I was just thinking of Earl had to die. Earl had I mean, to die. Uh, oh, that's my jam. Earl did have Goodbye, this. Earl. What about oh that the nights the light that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Mm, oh, that's oh, but that's a one. that's a great Dixie um Carter Dixie Carter thing. And that, Marjorie. Is the night <laughs> the, lights the lights went out in Georgia. Totally filmed in a I forgot Lauren Holly. This was filmed in Palm Springs. Jodi Arias is innocent. <laughs> she didn't do anything, and I'm gonna. Fr- I would free all of the Manson girls. <laughs> I would. They didn't know what they did. No. They were an LSD and Manson. Sad. Wait, Dennis Franz is Earl? Probably. Earl's girl, her sweatshirt. Should we get sweatshirts to say Earl's girl? Yes. These three standing up for the West Memphis three and also Earl's uh. girlfriend. Oh, it is Dennis Franz. Is this the last nice thing Lauren Holly had? Maybe. The only other good thing she ever had was her brief marriage to Jim Carrey and Turbulence. Sad. And you know that Jim Earl Carrey murder. Like, yeah, see if you're loving this. Goodbye. Earl. They had to kill Earl because they were. Earl was mean to their friend. <laughs> Don't ever be mean to my friend. Don't be mean to me, my, my friend. I'll poison your shrimp cocktail. I'll poison your shrimps. I'll All right. poison your shrimp cocktail. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. That movie was called Suburban Madness. This is my guest, Max Wyeth. Thank Max. you so much for having me. Of course, Stephen Ray Morris, thank you for being here. Love you, Malls. Do you think that I win with the hotel? You have to burn it down. Like, I'm upset. Goodbye, Earl. Bye, Earl, to this whole hotel. My spirit angel owns, my my spirit guide, Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> owns this hotel. Yeah. That's probably going to be a good line in confession, right? Oh, that'll be so sexy. My confession. Um, not like at the church. I mean, or like, like Usher's confession. No, I mean, like, no. I mean, like, when I'm at the police station. <laughs> And they're buying me a Coca-Cola and pretending to be my friend. And you're smoking a cig. You're smoking a cig. They're like, oh, you thirsty? You want to smoke? <laughs> yeah, want- tell us what you know. <laughs> so and, what did um, you do? That's the kind of like confession I always hope I wind up with. But also I'm like, don't buy me a Coca-Cola because once you give me one, 
got to want more. Can I, play, can yeah, I also I'm just play the pay. end of Frankie and Johnny for you? Because there's a really good spoken word part, just real quick. I love a spoken word moment. And um, I also apologize to you guys for my lack of patience with um, some of these steps. But, like, really, honestly, I just kind of want to go out and give my dog his medicine. And um, he's going to keep biting me till we both fall asleep. And <laughs> no one at this hotel is going to meet my um, satiate my needs. Um of shrimp Here it comes a little spoken word Did Lindsay Lohan do this? Yeah He's drunk That's what He's drunk She had to shoot him He had to go He had to go I the with the minute Malls kills a man, I'm just gonna turn to the nearest person and go. He had to go. I'm not, don't say that. He had to go. You're gonna kill a man. Will you turn to someone and go? He had to go. Of course. Of course. Of course I will, but like don't implicate. Like I'm. <laughs> don't implicate. I'm too liable. Like <laughs> someone get her this woman a Pepsi so she could tell us what she's done. May I please have <laughs> a Pepsi and a Band Aid and also a glass of water, two cigarettes, and I will sit down and write my confession. I'm pulling a Buster Bluth and ordering a grilled cheese. They do that in jail. <laughs> they better. Yeah. Oh, question: After we shoot the man and we're arrested, what's your last meal? Oh my God. Okay. Shrimp Spend cocktail. a lot of time thinking about this. Okay, obviously I went up with the shrimp cocky. <laughs> then I'm going to go straight to... Now, this is a controversial meal, but I'm on my way out, so I'm just going <laughs> to say, like, goodbye Earl to life and say, I'm going to do the veal parmesan from uh, my childhood favorite restaurant, Hot Dad's, which mm. is down in Brant Rock, Massachusetts. And then I want to do um, a strawberry shortcake... And um, also the princess cake from Sweet Lady Jane. Mm. And then with that, I want to drink um, two bottles of Savi Blanc. Mm. And then also a bottle of Cristal. Mm. And then finally, to knock all of that off for just like nightcap, literal nightcap, is like probably the most delicious like little whiskey like sort of thing I could ever have. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, and then I'm just like, I hey, look, yo, I'm stuffed, I'm wasted, kill me. Steven, what's your last meal? But you shit when you die. Yeah, and, and you're a big, yeah. So that's the Don't other you want to leave too. a mess? <laughs> no. You do. That's the other thing, too, is that I am a little bit too modest to be like, yeah, let me stuff myself before I die. Because I and you're like, electric, getting the shit's electric. Like, yeah, I like everyone to be like, at least she left like a ladylike amount of, of shit. <laughs> of feces. Her, her feces were very on well her proportioned. Deathbed. <laughs> oh, no. Man. Stephen, sorry. I just want to go with my. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I just want to go with my childhood classic, Kraft macaroni and cheese with ketchup. Oh, and hot Lord. dogs. Good. Get out of here. Get that in the Steven. slam. You can get that in the slammy. Honey. You know what I might like? What? Some lobster claws with drawn butter. Oh. I love a little lobster claw. Oh, that's You know what I think fabulous. is fucking disgusting? Say it. Crab. <laughs> oh, I love a crab dip, like oh, a Maryland like crab a Mar- dip. Oh, fuck a Maryland blue. I don't give a shit. I don't want your garbage, your fucking, t- your fucking Wait, crabs of the quote, sea. To quote Kirsten Dunstan, the best film ever made, Drop Dead Gorgeous, Mom always said, don't trust anything that carries its house on its back. Mm. 
Um, I like lobsters though. Oh. But they well, that's like a different kind of skeleton. Yeah, because that's more part of their whole body, right? No, it's an all exoskeleton. It's all I, I was wrong. It's a crustacean, maybe. No, that's like a shrimp. Oh, I love oh shrimp cocktail. I love shrimp. Don't stop bringing it up. <laughs> if you can't fucking deliver, wait. So can we go dance for like an hour and a half and then go see girls trip? Have you lost your mind? What? Of course we can. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna be like, no, we can't. I was like, <laughs> Max, like I died. Like I literally thought if I could say that to anyone, it would be you. I'll go put on a dress in the bathroom and put my hair in a fun bun. I have deep conditioner in my hair, but I'm not gonna wash it out. I'm just gonna let it sit for the night and just like be like, that's my girl. <laughs> that I'm gonna get white girl wasted tonight. Finally. I love it when she's like, that. Wait, you know who's in girls' strip? Kate Walsh boyfriend oh billionaire boyfriend <laughs> if she makes you feel like a million dollar bills say oh uh, uh. so kate walsh from private practice has two perfumes one is called billionaire and one is called billionaire boyfriend and she had a cupcake wars episode where people are trying to recreate billionaire boyfriend they were trying to make cupcakes with notes from billionaire boyfriend i'm like I want your fucking lavender ass fucking cupcake. Like, <laughs> I don't want fucking. I, I do have dried lavender in my thing. It fucking tastes like dope, like in a certain thing. But like, you don't fucking fuck with that, man. Uh-uh. All right, you guys. Goodbye. Thank I'm you. sorry. Goodbye. So good. Good I'm so sorry. Bye. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> and they cheered and they cheered more and more. They'd never seen anything like it before. My goodness, my gracious! They shouted. My word. It's something brand new. It's an elephant bird. And it should be. It should be. It should be like that. Because Horton was faithful. He sat and he sat. He meant what he said. And he said what he meant. And they sent him home happy. 100%. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, Acast, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Want to help support the show? We've got a Patreon for that. Patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. If you can't donate but still want to help, we always appreciate a five-star review in the iTunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends. You can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, But more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. 
And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.